you got to be confident enough to know that there's nothing more you could have done. Mm. That's a hard truth. Yes, it is. That's a hard reality. Yeah, it is. But like, there's nothing more you could have done. We are back. We are back. Welcome Welcome back to to a Black by Popular Opinion, aka Black by uh, You Better Be Using Cocoa Butter When You Get Out the Shower. Black by All My Mama and Grandma Used Was Vaseline and Dove Soap. (laughs) Black black by My Mama Used Still Use Noxzema. Okay, she put me on, actually. You know, I bought Noxzema because of your mama. Like, you had said, like, it does wonders for her skin. I think she had said something. And so, years ago, I bought some Noxzema. Black by, you better not ask for nothing. Don't touch nothing. You ain't getting nothing. That's right. Therefore, black by, your mama. Your mama. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, how are you doing? I'm doing well, babe. I am doing very well. Yes, good. So this episode was a was a long one, but I think it was important. It was long because it was important. Uh, we get into a lot. This is a very dense episode, as you may see by the link. But that's okay. Don't let it be off-putting to you. It's a good episode. You should definitely chop it up if you need to in terms of listening time and... Yeah. Have fun with it. Let it inspire. Yes. Digest it. Chew it. Make sure you get the nutrients from it and let it give you fuel and energy to inspire you. Hell yeah. Um, It's a good talk. I feel like we're going over a lot of stuff that people need, uh, especially in this climate of not being uh, 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 willing to enter into... uh, uh, monogamous relationships, you know what I mean, and um, we just kind of getting into uh, some uh, a bunch of different aspects, a bunch of different uh, topics on that stuff, and uh, I really think it'll be enriching to a lot of people. So, amen to that. <laughs> Big ass smile. Oh uh, yeah, you know. Uh, I... Yeah, hell yeah. How's your week been? Uh, workout heavy. Yes, very workout heavy. Shout out to niggas who lasted, who stayed the course past the six week uh, fall off for New Year's resolutions. People mm. tend to fall off very What's early on and in... up momentum. No, I'm saying I'm I'm saying like yeah, we have. We we started off strong at the beginning of the year because we had been doing it before the beginning of the year. We had been going to the gym regularly since maybe like September, October, maybe November. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I remember right before the wedding, I was like, "Damn, we want to take a break from the gym for that week because we have a lot to do." And I didn't feel like that was a good enough excuse, but um you know, really well, the way everything back. was going, it, it's not really an excuse, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you can go, you can go. If you can't, you you can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just gotta 
make time to do activity. So I'm going to start being, I'm going to throw in some like nerd segments every now and then for uh, it's not it's nerdy but it's also like important because our community is not educated and we'll get into this more probably next month but um i think we really need to focus on like the well-being of our community Mm. if we're going to be black by unpopular opinion then an unpopular opinion is that black people are do not prioritize their well-being enough wholly and so that's an unpopular opinion because black people we love to have tradition and tradition says that our cultural dynamic of eating and being too tired and all of that, it's its not its not an excuse anymore. So like one of the things that I learned was that anything you do that exerts energy is better than nothing. So like if you literally sit there like a bump on a log, your resting metabolic rate is low. If you type, your resting metabolic rate where you burn calories is higher. So literally anything you do will help raise your resting metabolic rate so that when you're not working out, you're still burning calories while you're doing, you know, passive things. But anyway, we we probably were doing a lot of those, which is why, you know, um, we didn't like gain weight or anything when the holidays came. We didn't really eat a lot during the holidays. We don't tend Mm -hmm. to do that anymore. But yeah, that's how, that's how we're doing we're going strong with the workouts two two weeks in a row we've done five five day weeks Mm -hmm. and that's all we're doing like i don't unless i feel like going to the gym on this saturday or sunday it's going to be active rest and recovery it's gonna be my leisure that's what yeah it's gonna be bike riding it's gonna be it's not gonna be like intentional planned working out it's gonna be like dancing or you know, like I said, bike riding, going on a walk, stuff like that. So, right. so what are we talking about today, babe? Um, I'm pretty sure we are continuing on with our uh, our kind of relationship talk. Um, I know the last time we talked about like what men look for, and you know, uh, uh, what else was it? How women. It was the entitlement of, of women and based on that list. Yeah, yeah. And, um, um, I was actually going to get to that. Like, we did the list two episodes ago. And so last episode was like, oh, um, the entitlement that women feel. And then also, you know, talking a little bit about uh, uh, the responsibilities of men and all of that. But then also what men are looking for and then what, what men are not looking for. Um, that was that was actually a decent part of the conversation too, and so um, just kind of continuing on with that, right? Yep. So I actually want to ask you a series of questions this episode. I think we talked a lot about like the adult form of like you know what happens when you're in the dating pool, what happens when you're in a relationship, what happens when you get to the point of prospecting like someone. But I think the core is really asking the root questions about like masculinity and femininity and how we operate in those spaces, gender roles and how we're millennials and how those kind of like shape our masculinity and femininity. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to ask you some questions and then, you know, I'm going to, or, you know, or you can ask me, but I think we should ask each other both 
the our respective sex our respective gender and what that looks like for us and then on the flip what does masculinity look like for me from you and vice versa so and then you know just kind of go from there so i'm gonna it's gonna kind of be like an interview and a conversation because i really want to um get to the root of like what's from your perspective and mine what starts these means of dating and courting and all of this stuff so really i think we should start with what is masculinity to you as a man and feel free to highlight what it is as a black man because that looks a lot different than being just a man um in this society oh my gosh that is oh that's a very loaded question um um just because uh a lot of what i guess i thought was masculinity um can also be uh over prioritized and then it becomes kind of a toxic uh a, a for a contributor to toxic masculinity you know what i mean um and there's always been well not lately the past few years there has been a huge talk about toxic masculinity but i think that people go too far um too far with what, defining what toxic masculinity is and saying yeah, what they, they, oh, they attribute uh they, they attribute, you know, different uh, factors of masculinity to toxic masculinity. And I think that you have, if you have anything and an overabundance, it can be too much. It doesn't matter what it is. If, you know, um, um, besides like love, well, I mean, but then even love can turn into stuff like obsession. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, I think that uh, masculinity, one, um, I think is strength. And okay. that's not good. Wait, I'm so sorry. So keep keep that thought. But before you get there, let's start with the negatives. What do you feel like is toxic masculinity versus what do you feel like people say is toxic that really isn't? Um, I would have to uh um I would have to like find examples of what toxic like an examples of of what toxic masculinity is um i think oh overall it is just an abundance of anything like uh um or it, it it's either uh, too much or not enough and so not enough care about uh other people's feelings can be toxic masculinity you know um because men um will use and abuse women and uh not care about their feelings you know what i mean um in in a bunch of situations you know what i mean um no matter if he was just trying to get what he could get from her and then go or if he could uh you know manipulate her using whatever tactic he knew would get her um that could be toxic masculinity or or you know like i i just think that it's it's any number of factors uh, that really kind of uh, uh, lend themselves to a man not being uh, I don't want to say desirable but not being a uh, essentially a respectable man you know what I mean so um, like let me think 
Um, so like when they say stuff like uh, boys will be boys, like that that's toxic masculinity because that that is essentially saying that because they're men, they will do stuff that will get that basically will either sweep under the rug or excuse because they are boys or men or whatever. And I that's not that's not what that is. I I, I just don't think that that's what that should be. You know what I mean? Do you think uh, that there's a difference between toxic masculinity, perceived toxic masculinity of and for, you know, black men versus of and for men that are not black? Yes, I feel like we kind we as black men kind of get uh uh I don't want to say uh we get labeled toxically masculine more than other other men of other races do um and i think that that just goes with the uh negative stigmas um that are or stereotypes stigmas and stereotypes that are attached to black men as a whole um you know i i i just think that we um because we are considered aggressive um, because we are considered uh, dominant, um, because we are considered uh, strong. Um, a lot of times, black men, even if you're not being toxically masculine, um, you will you stand a chance to be labeled being toxically masculine if you show those kind of of traits. Now, you know, um, even if it's it, even. If it's a situation where like you weren't trying to be i mean not trying to be but uh you might have felt as though you weren't toxically masculine um you have to be uh you have to be aware of those things you know what i mean so um that's do what believe, i would say about that. do you believe that we all as beings possess both masculine and feminine energy <laughs> um i think that that's an interesting question sure I don't. I think that there's a spectrum of masculinity and a spectrum of femininity. I I really have to explore what people think about that notion about us, you know, men and women having both male and female energy or masculine and feminine energy. I think that it's an escapism idea. I think it's a way of escaping like what's expected at baseline for a man and a woman by saying that. Um, I mean, you know, I maybe, but I just think there's a spectrum of it. And I think we overlook the fact that a woman can be feminine without doing some of the other thing that women do. Oh, so, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you can be feminine and be strong. And you can be masculine and be softer. Do you get what I'm saying? Like... I don't think that if you are I don't think strength is being uh defined in the statement masculine and feminine energy. I just think that the typical man presents a certain way and the typical woman presents a certain way and so therefore if a man presents similar to that of a woman then that's his feminine energy in some regard and then vice versa. 
I don't think it's just, you know, strength and softness. Well, but I, I mean, think- I use that as an example, though. I wasn't saying that, that that's what that was. I was saying, like, as an example, like mm-hmm. a man, a, a woman can be uh, like the head of a CEO and you don't have to attribute how the way she is and how she got there to being just masculine energy. I don't, I don't think that that's that's an accurate description of what she uh, uh, of who she is and what she has used. It's just the stereotypical definition for uh, the kind of person that she is is rooted in uh, is societally rooted in masculinity. And so they'll say that like she's strong or, or you know, she's uh, 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 assertive and all of these things, you know, all of these things. And those things are rooted in masculinity. And I'm saying, well, I no, I don't think that you just have to uh, you can just uh, you can call them that, you know, you can just say that you can just say, oh, OK, um because she got to the position she got to because she runs the business and she's not necessarily um uh demure or you know uh even the type of woman to just like walk around with like this uh like smile on her face and like uh uh super flirty energy that she's masculine they will automatically attribute that to her and I don't think that that's right. You don't super you don't flirty have... energy and a smile has been attributed to masculinity. No, 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 no. I'm saying that because she does not act in that way, oh. it will say that she is masculine. Um. Do you think and I'm not that, saying a... that? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just was gonna say like I'm not saying that. Um, for her to be feminine, she has to be super flirty and masculine. Actually, I'm saying the opposite. Like, I think that you cannot be those things and still be considered feminine. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I, I like you. I agree that um, masculine and feminine feminine energy are spectrums of energy, and I don't think that just because you. Uh, you don't do certain things that are in line with the societal norms for whatever that gender is automatically means that you have the other gender's energy. Yeah. I I think it's toxic. I think it's toxic masculinity when a man tells a woman to smile and you ask any woman and she will tell you that shit. Mm-hmm. That shit is annoying. And it tells me, just thinking about it now, that a man thinks he has the right to tell a woman he doesn't know what to do that he has the right to dictate how a woman should present that he doesn't know. That's Mm -hmm. toxic. I'm not one to throw that term around. I don't use toxic masculinity ever, but I do think in thinking about it, that's something because at baseline, every woman that has been outside the house at some point, who's not super obnoxious and bubbly 24 seven has probably been told to smile by a man that she doesn't know. And I don't understand the preoccupation with telling a woman to smile. What does it matter to you? whether I smile or not that is it's intimidating it doesn't matter if I have nothing to do with you as a man you shouldn't be intimidated you should be confident one two if I'm not smiling at you then you probably should move along obviously there's a reason why 
There's yeah. a reason why I'm not smiling. Maybe yeah. my face rests that way, as we all know, RBF. Nice. Or maybe I'm having a day where a smile is not the main identity that I want to present. So right. whatever it is for me, you mind your business. I think toxic masculinity is niggas being in other people's business, man or woman. Um, do you think that a woman who presents as well you kind of answered it then i was gonna say like a woman who like dresses masculine or is like more of like a, a like you know tomboy or something like that tomboy yeah that's what i was trying to get at you know tomboy or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. do you feel like well i mean again you answered it but like do you feel like they have or are showcasing masculinity or masculine energy by the way that they show up? Um, no, no, I because you know, and and you know, you said I just answered it, and I, mm-hmm. I stick by that. Um, no, I feel like that is their expression of feminine energy, and I don't think that like dressing in men's clothes or, or dressing like a man doesn't automatically give you masculine energy you get what i'm saying like there's there are you know um you can be a woman dressing like that and still be very feminine you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so i you know i i I just think that um there is a there is an attempt to label um people as something else um without giving the people the freedom to express to express themselves uh the way they want to and i feel like that that's where the problem lies Hmm. you know what i mean um so so that's what i would say okay so the definition of toxic masculinity uh has been stated as an attitude or set of social guidelines stereotypically associated with manliness that often have a negative impact on men women and society in general that's always subjective but I think that something else is men egging on men to be um, disrespectful and unfaithful. That's toxic masculinity because you're saying, like you said, boys will be boys. Well, as men, mm-hmm. men say, well, it's in our nature. It's in our DNA to to chase and to go after. We're visual. So, you know, like it, men encouraging men to cheat and to look at other women or to just talk to them or when they're in a relationship, a committed relationship, whether that's marriage or, you know, in an actual exclusive relationship, I, you know, that's that's toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, men uh, wielding the power of their finances over their significant other, that is toxic masculinity um, because societally we've discussed that men's men esteem their value based on their finances and their um possessions to and women do as well but you know it's more of like a man's type of of stage to do stuff like that um that's that's where men attribute their value right so as far as toxic femininity i have one right off the bat that has irked me and it's women telling other women how to look like a woman um that's interesting i was watching a youtuber couple actually 
one of them had to, the nerve to be like, you know, I'm very feminine. I'm very womanly. I keep my nails clean and short. First of all, clean and <laughs> short does not mean feminine. Right. That means that you keep them clean and short because there's right. plenty of boys and men that keep their nails clean and short. Two. Actually, it was a status symbol back in like the Chinese dynasty and like around eras before our modern civilization that long nails and nails adorned with jewelry and jewels was a status of femininity and wealth Mm -hmm. because it showed that they didn't have to do anything with their hands so they could have their hands and their nails adorned and their nails could be long to show that oh look at me like I don't have to touch anything I don't have to do anything I have other people to do it for me and black women actually adopted the um, acrylic nail trend and it was labeled as by the white media by white people as low class oh yeah yeah it was labeled uh, back in the uh, 60s and 70s as low class I think it was the 70s that women black women started the acrylic nail trend and then the 50s and 60s women painted their nails red i forgot what the reason was but long nails has been a thing and it has nothing to do with femininity if you wear your nails long yes i wear my nails long and they're beautiful i get compliments all the time on my nails and I'm sure your stubs don't get as many compliments. So let's just start there. I think it is so toxic when a woman tells another woman that they have to present themselves a certain way, such as when Monique said that women need to leave the house a certain way or else they cannot be called queens. That is ridiculous and that is toxic. I do not like that. I think that women have a problem in society assessing another woman and sizing them up just like men do and deciding, well, if she doesn't match the standards I've set for myself, then she's not a woman. She's not feminine enough. Um, I've heard another YouTuber who I believe is a psychologist saying that certain eyeshadows and hair colors do not fall within femininity. Whoa. So if you wear really? certain eyeshadow colors, yeah, lipstick colors and hair colors or hairstyles, then you're not presenting as a classy woman or a feminine woman. And that That's is absolutely true. ridiculous. I would challenge one that thinks like that to think about the way that you fall in the trap of indoctrination of Eurocentric ideals of what beauty is and what femininity is because that same person wears straight hair and it's blonde and she's dark skin and I think that it looks great on her but that could be coming from a place of Eurocentric ideals of what femininity looks like that is extremely infuriating to me I don't like when women judge other women for okay well their skin tone they shouldn't be wearing you know, this color that, and I'm not saying that she wears her hair blonde to say that there aren't black people with naturally blonde hair. I understand there are, there are demographics in Africa with that. I get it. We're talking about the greater portion of the United States 
we don't tend to see that out here. Right. So I toxic femininity to me is from woman to woman. Um, and I think it's also to manipulate men. Like there's a thin line between using your feminine wiles to your advantage and being manipulative. They both are manipulation, but one of them is toxic. If you are just completely scamming a man, if you're completely uh negatively altering your relationship based on lies and omission that's obviously toxic femininity as a woman you're going to play up certain things you know such as like i ask my husband all the time like could he open something for me or lift something and if i tried i could do it but he's willing to do it he's strong and i think that also toxic femininity is acting like men don't deserve to be men by having this independent woman mentality of, I don't need a man. I saw a quote um, somewhere and it was like, um, stop, I think it was T.D. Jakes and I don't follow him, but I think it showed up like on uh, some platform I had just happened to come across. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, <clears throat> stop going around saying, I don't need a man and then act getting upset when men don't come your way. Like mm. that's the truth. You, yes, toxic femininity is. is in the form of ultra uber feminism and acting like men don't play a role in society and aren't necessary. So um, those are just a few things that I can think of in terms of the toxicity of, you know, sex and gender and how we express them. Yeah. Um, and I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, and that was it. Oh, no, I just was going to say, like, I... Uh understand all of those and and um i think just the policing of women is toxic in general whether it come from a woman i.e toxic femininity or men toxic masculinity you know what i mean or maybe not toxic masculinity because uh but you know if you are uh out here like just openly rating women based on how they look and therefore degrading women because you don't like the way they look like who are you to be saying you can have everybody has an opinion um but that does not mean one that you need to share it and two uh you need to share it loudly enough for other people to know how you feel sometimes opinions are best left or are best kept to yourself right you know what i mean and i i feel like a lot of people and and societal norms today say that you are supposed to uh speak your mind when in all actuality um a lot of this stuff is better in than out you know what i mean and especially if it's derogatory um you know like the saying goes if you don't have something nice to say don't say it at all i don't feel like people follow that at all anymore i feel like everybody just says exactly what's on their mind uh, regardless of how it's going to make the person you're talking to or the person you're referring to feel and then the crazy thing about it is a lot of people have these kind of opinions and they're willing to put them out there for public consumption but they're not willing to go and say those same opinions in the face of the person that they're talking about and I think I also, that's cowardly too. Yeah, I think men do it less than women. Just from my experience, I feel like men will be quick to go up to another man and be like, I like that. That looks nice. Like when we were at brunch and the man told us we were a beautiful couple. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as women, I think a lot of women that can attest to the fact that like women, it's like 
pulling teeth for a woman to like compliment another woman sometimes. And wow. you know, you do get it. You do get it, but I think there's a certain thing. There's a term that's been used for several years now called pretty privilege. And I think that you tend to get comp compliments if your aesthetic overall is mm -hmm. like appealing, you know? And um, another thing that I find toxic in that, in that, in that um, kind of thought is the idea that like a woman has to be a certain shape or size to be considered pretty or um, feminine. Like I, oh yeah, I can't I can't stand when women will like make fun of another woman's weight. You don't know her journey. You don't know if she's trying and that it's like her first day going to the gym and eating right. Like I just yeah. think it's enough that a woman who's trying to attract a man or who wants to look good for a man may not get the attention from the man, but then you go in and make fun of her for not looking like you. Everyone's yeah, you journey the opposite is- opposite intention. Yeah, like it's not less feminine just because she's plus size or just because, you know, she has a couple of handles or whatever. Like I just, I cannot stand that. And for those that act like that, I mean, as black people, we should be, we should be aware that, you know, it might not be the current case anymore, but I've heard from people in Africa that it was a status symbol for women to be heavy set because it meant she could eat and meant she could feed her family. I don't know how current that is, but that was a thing. So if we're going to play on our lineage and our heritage and know that, you know, it's curves are celebrated. And if curves mean being a size 16, then we need to celebrate that too. Curves don't just look like a thin waist and manufactured hips. Cause oftentimes them hips come with stick legs these days. And them, yeah, and a lot of, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Don't even get me started. Anyways. um. Um, so yeah, you talking about toxic femininity, uh, kind of made me think about toxic masculinity and like some examples. Cause I don't think I gave examples earlier, but I think, uh, a good, well, I said boys will be boys. That's one that's toxic. Um, because it's excusing a lot of behavior that can harm other people. And that's essentially what toxic masculinity is. Another one is when an adult tells a boy not to cry. Um, you know, or you know, at like a man, men don't cry, men don't, you know what I mean, and like, what, mm -hmm. and, and the ramifications of things like that. What that statement, if you ingrain that's it, toxic it, humanity, then yeah, it is. It absolutely, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, um, and now uh, nowadays, especially more men are uh, bucking that trend and being uh uh. Vulnerable. You know, and, and, and being vulnerable and being uh, more expressive in their emotions, because I feel like that is a huge uh, thing that we have to fight through nowadays, Men, because the aggressiveness that some men act with is a direct reaction of the emotions that they were specifically told never to express and so what happens is you got that bottled up all you doing is you taking a a, a, a ginger ale can you shaking it shaking it shaking it and then you letting that man go out into the world and right. one poke is going to make him explode all and that's especially from a black man 
Yeah, and all it's gonna take is for something to go wrong, or you know what I mean. It it, it, it can manifest itself in any in a number of different ways, whether it be uh, uh, verbally abusing somebody or you know physical violence or you know what I mean or things like that. But what happens is um, all of that happens as a direct result of a lack of emotional uh, openness. And I think that there is a new, there needs to be, there is a new, but there also needs to be um, more of a push for men to be emotionally expressive. I should be able to, I should be able to cry in front of you and you not feel any kind of way about me. Yeah, that girl that said, like he, you said last time, uh, our, our last episode where the girl said that the man cried in front of her and she yeah, was different. Yeah, but she was like, I can't, um, yeah, she said not just she looked at him different, but she can't look at him the same. And like she, she basically wasn't attracted to him anymore. And that, had- again, that that's conditioning. And so like part of it, we have to understand on a curve that, that came from just condition societal conditioning but Absolutely. we should be allowed especially as black people when we are told to be too strong not experience pain to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps all the things that basically hinder our ability to be emotional and and expressive we should be r- rivers emotionally and mentally not reservoirs because if we are reservoirs and eventually that dam is going to burst yep so i feel like, i really feel like that's um problematic you know Mm -hmm. and i know i know um i said earlier about just like a heavy set woman you know not being celebrated or considered feminine or anything that's because we come in all shapes and sizes and i think it's just as important to think about that as much as I advocate for our wellness in our community I think both can be true like I can advocate for wellness and being fit but fit doesn't look like a six pack and two percent body fat fit means fit because you are whole and complete and uh, not deficient in anything that would make you well but I, I, I just I agree with you um, in in that we are not, we don't allow ourselves and we can always trace it back to enslaved conditioning, but mm-hmm. you know, without, without saying that, it's like, we're not allowing ourselves to be reservoirs of expression and it's problematic. And that toxicity comes in when that's the case. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, and then, so what, and then that turns into the being a reservoir, believing that the only way to exist is to bottle up um and then that turns to aggression and that aggression mm-hmm. oftentimes turns to domination and toxicity i mean you, you know, see it's a yeah, cycle and, and, yeah and exactly what i'm saying you know what i mean and so like you know that man who never uh was able learn to express his emotions is not able to express his emotions therefore um he chooses um, not to express his emotions, which means it doesn't seem like he has any, or he has actually bottled them away. Therefore, he doesn't care what he does, who he hurts, how he treats people. And that can very easily turn to uh, uh, dominance because the numbness uh, will cause somebody to not care who you step on or what you do to somebody else as long as you are getting your needs met. And if you're not getting your needs met, 
you don't know how to effectively uh talk about or express what isn't being met the only thing you know is to lash out because the emotional intelligence um isn't there you know what i mean and th so the only thing is uh um in a sense uh uh, uh physicality or you know uh uh whatever that whatever form that aggression takes for that person and so just being aware that like you know toxic masculinity um you know and and toxic femininity and, and toxic humanity um is a epidemic and for us to really get away from where we are now we have to understand that these things exist and how we're actively uh playing into these things in an in an effort to uh stop ourselves from doing it so yeah, that's true. Think toxic humanity is uh, something that, you know, has been running rampant for centuries, for hundreds centuries. of years, you know. Yep. Uh, centuries. We can trace back different stamps in time. And I think another thing is uh, just on both sides, both sides of the gender, is uh, advocating for promiscuity due to free will. I think that that's dangerous because you're advocating for potential unsafe sex. So I think that's another thing that I didn't really speak on. Like, you know, people will say I I'm free, I have agency, so I'm gonna go do what I want on both ends, men and women, and that's also a problem. But okay, so we've discussed that. So what is your perspective on as a man, what do you say masculinity means? What is masculinity to you? Um, my definition? Yeah. Uh, what is expected of me as a man? Like, if if you want, like, the simple definition, like, my, my mas masculinity to me is what you because that's who i'm in a marriage with um what you expect from me as a man and so if i am doing these things then uh, i'm being masculine if i am not then i'm not wow interesting mine was a lot more <laughs> detailed i think uh, femininity as a woman is having balance so i don't think it's too much on one end or another i think mm -hmm. femininity is if you think of the Proverbs 31 woman, we can't use that as the complete standard, but it's God's standard. It's, you know, a standard in the Bible, which I base my foundations off of. What so do you I mean think we can't use it as a complete standard? Because there's more to, you know, obviously. Oh, OK. Life and, and mm. operating than just the things that are in Proverbs 31. But I think yeah. uh, it's a majority you know, she works hard. She takes care of her husband. The people call her blessed. Right. Um, she's her own businesswoman. You know, those things are, and you don't have to be a businesswoman to, you know, obviously be a high performing woman. But I'm just saying that you could be a businesswoman working for someone else, actually, because you're good at that business. I think that we could spin it in that way. I think femininity is having balance. You're not too dominant. You're not too docile. You're not too uh, emotionally one way or another. I think femininity is all about balance. I think because women can wear pants and dresses, that is balance, you know? And obviously, right. you know, um, there are, are people are going to wear 
women, it's proverbial, so me saying, or metaphorical, women uh, wearing dresses and pants is just so to speak. But I'm just saying like, because we can do things and they're not immediately perceived as feminine or a masculine, just like, unlike if a man wears a dress, we're already questioning him if he's not from a country where men tend to wear dresses. Um, we have balance. I think that in a nutshell, it's just a woman having balance. She is, she doesn't swing too far one way or another. I think obviously shy of like mental health challenges and things like that. I'm just talking about like within the realm that she can operate. She has mm -hmm. balance, an individual balance. You know, she is fair. She's nice. She's kind, but she's also assertive when necessary. She's also sure of herself she's also confident she also values herself she also values others opinions that matter to her and you know yeah. what's crazy about what you're describing that's what men want like, yeah <laughs> i think that i honestly i really feel like you know while she does care about the opinions of others it doesn't matter more than the how she feels about herself you know yes. i think that it has to um, be first it has formal. to be i think that Obviously, you don't lack femininity if you don't have those. But I'm saying the epitome of femininity to me is you become a woman, you've matured um, once you have balance and you really and is balance something we achieve? I think so. I think that what an individual balance looks like for you is is different from what individual balance looks like for me. And I'm just saying for women, not for you, babe. Right, I'm absolutely. I know what you for, mean. you know, women. Mm -hmm. with that every woman is different and so i think that again back to like monique's statement i can't call you a queen if you show leave out the house with a bonnet on well i mean we could challenge that because unlike the things we've seen played out play out with her son there could be other women who actually have relationships with their children so does that leave mean the house that monique, in a bonnet. right yeah but leave the house in a bonnet and we know women are nurturing and women can't stand not being in their children's lives who are good mothers mm -hmm. so i mean can we challenge that and say well then are you a queen because to me a queen takes care of her children and is active in her children's life so yep. but, and, obviously and that's we, the thing is like the definitions and the descriptions that people ascribe to people they're trying to criticize and ridicule if you were to actually turn a lot of these criticisms and ridicules on the person who said it uh they often would not fit their own uh description of what they don't like now like you said uh monique may not leave the crib in a bonnet ever you know what i mean she might be done up every time she leave the crib yeah sure okay so that that but that doesn't automatically qualify you for queen because there are other things that uh uh queens do including rule and nurture their domain you have a son who has expressed explicitly that y'all have no relationship and he's not really interested in having one yeah and so and go ahead no go ahead no i just gonna say like so um, while you're talking about how people are leaving and you saw people at the airport where you know that uh, airports are stressful environments. So I was just going to say that. And so you're trying to be as comfortable as possible in those kind of environments, um, but you're criticizing people there. And, and I, I think it's even crazier. So her saying that was one thing. I think the crazier thing was her actually saying that if she sees 
somebody in a bonnet in like a grocery store or something, she'll actually go up to them and talk to them about that. Like, ma'am. I mean, but would they be wrong if they're like, how's your non-existent relationship with your son? Yeah, How are I mean, you handling his mental health? And obviously she said that years before we knew about the relationship with her son and something can be said for like the fact that she admitted that she did chase the dollar. She chased the dream. She chased this career and success. She admitted that you have to give her credit for that. But at what point do you take responsibility now? And I don't know if she's doing that because she has admitted, you know, like it's up to quote unquote, the universe to fix it. No, it's up to you. God gives you the tools. God made the universe. The universe is a organism. It is not God. So God gave you the tools to fix that. As the mother, you, in my opinion, you are slotted to fix that. He has expressed that. And I feel like it's important that we we are not quick to judge but now someone else can point the finger at you and say where you're lacking Mm -hmm. because i saw a woman the other day in the store she had a bonnet on and i didn't think twice because again going back to these eurocentric ideals the same thing that they put sarah bartman on a pedestal for for the circus is the same thing they now go to get surgical enhancements for so be careful to state eurocentric ideals of what's Mm -hmm. not attractive and what's not appropriate because mm-hmm. those same things now they'll say they they probably at some point called them nigger braids when we cornrowed our hair now yep. they call them boxer braids That's, they yeah. call they call them claws when flojo who was a manicurist was wearing them mm. but she's an a, a decorated uh um, runner and as they well. celebrate the hell out of her now they talk more about well they were in the media they were talking more about like her hair her nails and her attire than her accolades and that's yeah. often what it comes down to hence serena williams they yep. love to criticize so be careful how much you echo that of eurocentric ideals and media when you put down another black woman publicly because a lot of the things that we do as black women are the things that they covet secretly and they want for themselves so the crazy thing is it um it, it's crazy because they used to be uh uh covertly hypocritical right so like they would say stuff that black women was doing and uh they might just like pop up within you like i thought you didn't like that and then they might try and explain it away or something like that right now what they do is they openly criticize serena why they have their bbls like already in place and it's yep, like, like yo three like weeks, you're... three weeks bait three weeks post off yeah and it's like yo like you you openly went and got it but then you're crit like how do you have the mouth to or like they ain't got no lips whatsoever and they criticizing <laughs> these uh uh black women with full lips but then they going to buy uh uh plumping lip balm and shit like that. And it's like, yo, so like I thought you didn't like it. I thought it looked bad. Like, oh my gosh. Like I ooh, yeah. I cannot stand a hypocrite. I cannot stand a hypocrite. If you are if you don't like something, then be consistent and be like it is respectable to be consistent about the things you do not like. If you don't rock with it, you know you don't rock with it you don't got to put it down every time uh every time you think about something or see something or something like that sometimes it's just you don't like it you know what i mean but like it's crazy how hypocritical a lot of these people are they will 
go and uh, uh, criticize these things, and then the next week you see them doing the exact thing that they uh, they said that they didn't like. I think that it's crazy. Yeah. So to me, femininity is having balance and worrying about yourself, worrying about how you present as a woman, and not focus on judging another woman. I think that um, uplifting other women women is part of that balance and part of femininity because especially especially as black women we are torn down that bottom of the totem pole seem like it can't get any lower in society yep. when black women do it to each other yep. you know uh correct me behind closed doors don't say it in front of everybody so when she made that statement publicly i'm like that was wrong and now we've it's another thing to be like flamboyant and because the media will be quick to wag their finger and point when a black woman is too loud and too boisterous. And then we're telling that, you know, we're we're saying, well, this is just us asserting our status in society for equality, you know, and uh, to be overbearing with how she has felt about, you know, the people who have done her wrong in, in the industry. Um, we championed her. Some of us did. And then it comes out, you know, like she might have been the problem and she admitted as much like her husband steps in because they can't people can't handle her by herself, you know. Um, and so that kind of shows that she may lack balance, you know, and so I'm not here to attack her or anything like that. But it just it irks me when people are so critical, but then their shit comes out and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Glass glass house, you know, glass right. house. Right. You so. shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And if you got a glass jaw, you should watch your mouth. Yep. So okay. So you said that I kind of set the stage and the standard for obviously your masculinity has a baseline. Obviously, as a man, you operate within your scope of like what you believe what you kind of bear within yourself to be a man right so mm-hmm. before we got married when we were just dating or anything like that mm-hmm. um you did certain things that you know i think men should do but do you think that how you treat me and treated me when we were just dating do you think that that's like non-existent now so in other words is chivalry gone is chivalry um, like uh, uh obscure and Ex- uh, on the brink of extinction. Yeah. Um, really. It could be considered that. Yeah. I think because I think that people, men, don't understand the power of chivalry and what it actually does in your relationship. Um, I'm chivalrous by. Uh, I'm chivalrous consciously and unconsciously. So some of the stuff that I do is just stuff that I do because I do it. Um, and then there are other times when I am purposely chivalrous to you, you know what I mean? Um, because I want you to know that, um, that that will always come with me as a man to you. You know what I mean? Like there will always be things that, uh, I, I do for you, um, just because, uh, I am your husband, you know what I mean? And so, and even before that, you know what I mean? Um, I was taught well, uh, by my mom. You know what I mean? Um, about chivalry and what it means um, to be chivalrous and the value of it, you know? And I think that uh, the lack of chivalry uh, also comes from uh, a lack of responsibility from men. Um, men don't really understand what it means to 
take care of a woman. All men, uh, all of these young boys nowadays believe that taking care of a woman is just financially when it's so much more than that. And they wonder why uh, the woman that they have uh, either doesn't stick around or doesn't, you know, uh, isn't um, all in with them or, you know, doesn't know or the other way is pushing for them to be all in and all of this other stuff. And, you know, um, they don't realize what um, they don't realize what they're doing and what they're not doing. You know what I mean? And I think that it is uh, chivalry is something that is dying and it needs to come back. Um, it's not hard to open your door. Okay. Okay. So it's not hard. Okay. So that leads me into kind of re uh, walking backwards a little bit. So first, let me ask, do you feel like chivalry only goes one way? And what I mean by that is, does it only take a man wanting to be chivalrous for it to be executed or does the woman have to want it because you just said it's not hard to open my door so should mm -hmm. a man only be chivalrous when a woman basically says that she doesn't want it so say some women don't like their door open their chairs pulled out or flowers so like it's hard i guess for me to ask but does a man is a man only supposed to be chivalrous when a woman doesn't say that she doesn't want it or I don't know how to ask the question. Basically, are you saying like, should a man chivalry come before a woman's response to it? Yeah. Uh, I Yes, I think that a man chivalry should become, should come before a woman's response to it um, because it is one way that a man shows appreciation for his woman mm. and i don't think that that is conditional it, it shouldn't be conditional um you know um now your appreciation is what will make me keep certain things going yeah that's what i was about and to your get lack to of appreciation uh will make me talk to you ask you about it like yo you used to say thank you and now all of a sudden you don't like what I have not changed this. So why have you changed? Like, what do you not appreciate it anymore? Like, is there something that I could be doing differently? Like, there, there's any number of things that, um, uh, reasons why that the dynamic could change, but I need to know what that is. You know what I mean? And so, um, in terms of that, yeah, I think that men should do it just to do it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think that by doing it, um, what you're doing is setting an, an air about yourself in much the same way that like you walk out the crib, you know, uh, uh, fully dressed and decked for the day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, looking nice, smelling good, you know, your haircut, your beard is straight. You know what I mean? Like, you know, your shoes is clean, all of that kind of stuff. You know, uh, it shows a level of care for yourself when you are chivalrous. Um, that nowadays a lot of other men don't show and it will immediately set you apart you will be looked at differently yeah. because you do it and other a lot of other men don't open the door but go ahead do you think that so it kind of this is kind of where i was getting at without realizing it but um this was going to be my next step in the question the Got previous it. question so uh do you think that chivalry is an endangered chivalry possesses endangered species <laughs> because 
women don't require it anymore because of the independent I don't need a man era all of that stuff um to a certain extent yeah I think it's that, like what you know, came first essentially yeah yeah it's, it's kind of like what came first the chicken or the egg like so what what was it men stopped being chivalrous or women decided that they didn't need a man or you know what I mean or mm-hmm. whatever um that was I don't know um, to be perfectly honest, which came first, um, but I know which should come back first, and that is men being chivalrous. Mm. What um, is chivalry? Because it is our responsibility. And it, uh, chivalry is very simply uh, small acts of kindness towards uh, the woman in your life. Okay. Like, so I, should, I really think that that's it. Do you think that this is going to sound silly, but just follow me. Do you mm-hmm. think that a man, a man should be chivalrous with a very like a a woman who's feminine? So, for instance, if a woman is a tomboy and she kind of carries herself with a certain swag that is kind of reflective of like a dude, mm-hmm. but she's she likes she likes men and all that. But so, do you right. think that that man should be chivalrous to her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's no less woman. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I know. It's just like no, I no, guess... I know what you're saying, but like, yeah, no, uh, yes, I, yes, he absolutely should. Uh, you know, again, like she's no less woman. It's not like just because she's tomboyish now, all of a sudden she is exempt from the uh, the small acts of kindness that show that you appreciate her. It's not about how feminine she is that would determine whether or not you're going to be chivalrous to her. Okay, so what if she's in your life, you love her, you care for her, or you don't even have to love her because I, I I didn't, you know, love you when we first met, but I was still chivalrous to you. It's yeah. just small acts of kindness. You know what I mean? Um, so what is that I am responsible as a man and that I am able to, uh, you know, uh, or I am willing to not able to willing to, uh, you know, uh, uh, essentially nurture you. So what is femininity to you then? Um You? <laughs> I guess that's what Explain I base Explain for the listeners. I mean, I guess that's what I base femininity on. Like I I, I think you embody all the at- attributes of femininity. Um you know, I feel like I'm, I mean, I, I I guess I gotta explain, but like I, when I think about it, you, you know what I mean? Like you are, um, golly, um, you are beautiful, um, you are sweet, um, you are kind, um, you are loving, you are caring, you are. Uh, affectionate, more affectionate than you think. Oh, you're, okay. you're affectionate. You know what I mean. Like I know you, you feel like you're not. You are. You're definitely affectionate. Um, but you're also um strong. Um, you are uh opinionated. You are straightforward. You are intelligent. You are driven. Um, you have goals. Um, and uh. Uh, you will. You do not settle for less. Okay. I feel like all of those are attributes of femininity, and therefore, you, you okay. embody femininity. So, because a lot of women, 
may not think of chivalry as masculinity. I think that it's a part of it. I do think that a man really? willing to... Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of women that would be like, he don't got to open my door for him to be masculine. He don't have to, you know, do those standard things that you tend to attribute... People tend to attribute chivalry to. To be masculine, he could open my door but be a jackass and i've experienced them but i think it's a part of it because because to me it's it shows the softness of a man and like how a man sees a woman excuse me as delicate and we're not delicate meaning frail but it's just like we are beings that deserve to be treated with respect and just like you wouldn't all willy-nilly carry a beautiful piece of art or like a sculpture i mean that's art but or or glass you would cushion it you would wrap it up in transport you would treat it with respect that doesn't mean that that sculpture isn't strong or anything but and it's not beautiful and it can't stand on its own but when you're touching it when you're treating it when you're looking at it you're treating it with a reverence and respect that requires delicacy mm-hmm. that to me is showing them a man's ability to go from so like josh from josh and ec he like explained it i think in the most nigga way but like the best way like friends see other friends as rock like men see other men as rocks and men see women as flowers flowers to me are very resilient they can withstand plenty of weather things like that um i think of trees as big ass flowers and we know trees have lived for hundreds of years but they still deserve delicacy and respect mm-hmm. a rock can hit a wave can hit rocks in the ocean and you won't mm-hmm. see that nigga move you yeah. know mm-hmm. so it, it, i think that masculinity encompasses oh the ability to recognize who that, that he's dealing with a woman and that no matter if she's a power lifter or you know a yoga instructor or a teacher or a stay-at-home mom that she deserves to be treated differently than another man you know even if she can lift more than him so i think that you nurturing that and knowing like there are things that i can do just like you you know for instance like at the gym but you still treat me delicately Mm -hmm. um i think that masculinity embodies providing provision and a lot of people think that it is finances if a man can finance you but is an asshole that's not a provider provider is well-rounded he provides emotional support mental support and mental um, a safe space for your mental wellness finances if you're not the breadwinner or if you guys aren't bringing it in together and he got you in case you need uh, that type of support because that's that's our relationship right now. And um, I, I feel like you provide all of those things that I need. And you're it's not just money because money is inanimate. It's not going to provide a warm bed at night. It's not going to talk to me and be a shoulder or cuddle me when I'm sad, you know, or um, laugh with me. It's not going to do any of that. You... You are ugly. You are ugly, first of all. (laughs) You are really ugly. (laughs) But no, like, I really feel like masculinity is... uh, Obviously, it sounds cliche, but it's you. And I really feel like there are lots of men out there that 
can be providers, can be safe, can be chivalrous, can be well-rounded. I think masculinity is vulnerability because it's having control of yourself and knowing mm -hmm. that it's okay to be emotional. Mm -hmm. I think masculinity is knowing that you're a man even if you cry. I think that's masculinity because you know yourself and what that means is confidence. It's what it yep. boils down to is confidence. I can cry and still be a man. You know, a man... Cry. Yeah, a man should, can, uh, like a man carrying his wife's purse, somebody will look at that and like raise their eyebrows. But then another person could be like, well, maybe she just got her nails done and he went with her to get them done and they still need to dry because she don't be using gel. That could be, you know, that's masculinity. It's knowing like having that I got your back energy Yep, is to me is as masculinity and being yeah, you should feel like that. Like I am uh, a hard foundation to stand on while also being a soft place to land. Yeah. And, you know, biblically speaking, like you've uh, pointed out, Paul gives six virtues that men of God should pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness and gentleness. And that's being well-rounded. Yeah. And the last one, I think, is the one that a lot of men don't realize, like gentleness. You yeah. do not got to be overly aggressive to be considered a man. And as a matter of fact, it is um, it behooves you to not just be aggressive for the sake of being aggressive. Um, you do got to learn how to handle things with care. And that whether that be the women that you are dealing with, whether that be your uh, peers that you're dealing with, or whether that be yourself, you got to learn how to handle things with gentleness, you know, uh, knowing what to say and when to say it, how to say it. Sometimes not saying anything you know what i mean um sometimes saying uh uh the nurturing thing when you really want to scold like you mm -hmm. man look you got to learn how to do all of that kind of stuff and it only comes uh and you only learn how to do it once you realize that that is what you're supposed excuse me um that is what you're supposed to do if you do not learn that that's what you're supposed to do then um, you'll never get to the point of knowing that like, yo, gentleness is one of them things. You know what I mean? Steadfastness is just a, a, a righteous stubbornness. You know what I mean? Knowing that feeling like in your heart, what you're doing is right. And people may give you their opinions, but if you know that it's going to benefit you and the people around you and your relationship, then it doesn't matter what other people think looks crazy. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, um, I buy you flowers and I know people be like, you know, like uh, I was buying you flowers one time at was it, uh, uh, I think it was Stater Brothers. I think it was Stater Brothers. Yeah. I was buying you flowers at Stater Brothers. Boom. Pulled up. I put the flowers on there. Um, I had a couple of other things and the cashier was like, oh man uh, uh what uh what did he say he was oh man you must have messed up and i was like damn why was that the assumption yeah and i was like what See? made you say that and he was like bro like you know you got a you got a lot of flowers i was like well what if i told you it's just because i love my wife and he was like, oh hmm. man, that's that's so nice like you know what i mean and i was like yeah like i don't i don't 
you the fact that that session, was the natural inclination graces yeah like yeah, yeah like that shows that where thought, we are you know what i mean it's like society. oh man you know because i had you you know a couple dozen roses or whatever you know and he automatically was like oh man like would you, you must have really messed up or, or 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 maybe i just love my wife that damn much yeah and i think that that shows where we are as a society um you know, we should be virtuous. And I think a man, masculine man is virtuous, like this scripture says. And for those that want to know or are uh, s- spiritual or want to become, it's First Timothy 6, 11. Mm-hmm. And I think that righteousness, faith, love, all those things, like loving, masculinity is loving because imagine how many times you see a man that's like really assertive at work or if he's athletic, comes home and he's so nurturing to his wife and his kids that's masculinity because it's power under control it's knowing like how you how we um go about things depending on the setting that we're in Mm -hmm. knowing where to do what knowing your audience knowing where you're at so i think that masculinity just like you know feminine it's about having balance but in the way of a man like god said the man will toil the land he didn't say you're not going to love your wife or nurture her because the bible also says uh husbands love your wives and wives submit to your husbands so we both have to submit to each other and because i think because god knows how we are as people he told us and the bible tells us why I submit to your husband is because we can be stubborn, hard-headed, and a little overbearing. And so he told us, we already have the love factor as women. We're nurturing and all of that stuff. So he told us something that was hard that we needed to be reminded of. Men, it's hard for y'all to show love. Y'all show it through bringing home money or buying us yeah. stuff, material it's things. things. It's the things. And so he told y'all what's hard for y'all is to express outwardly love, be nurturing, be gentle. That's why those things are there. Husbands love because it's hard for y'all to show that. Wives submit because it's hard for y'all. And submitting literally means under one mission. So submission, under one mission. So I um, I really feel like it's important to have these conversations because the Black nuclear dynamic, whether it's dating, family, marriage, whatever, like we got to talk about this stuff because... We're so torn as a community and we want to get back to what real love looks like. So in getting to that, then as a man, when it came to me and just like coming of age and how you started dating, how did you choose your mate? You? How did you go about choosing me? Like you saw my, so for y'all that don't know, we met on POF. We met on Plenty of Fish. Yes. Online dating. You know, was a thing, is a thing, it can work, it is successful. Um, so how would you how did you go about choosing your mate to me? Yeah, say you. What the hell? Your mate. Okay, I'm just saying, like, you know, how you went about it in general, even when it got to me, and did it change over the years? Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like what I thought I wanted based on what I saw, because men are visual. Um you know, uh, you get some of that and then you decide that that's not what you want, you know, or that's not what you need. You know, I was, you know, um, out in them streets. But when I laid down uh, for sleep at night, I was by myself and that didn't feel good to me. I didn't like that. You know what I mean? Mm. So 
um, I wanted, I, I didn't like the idea of doing that. And so I told myself that um, that's going to change. And so I did. Um, now you, um, I guess the first thing is your tagline wasn't anything about uh, like it, it, it wasn't like nothing um, raunchy or nothing like that. Uh, it actually was a verse. Mm-hmm. That was the very first thing that I saw. And I was like, oh, who is this? Like, and why did she put a verse up here? Like that is, that's, that's different. Mm-hmm. You know, that I went through your pictures and none of your pictures were provocative. That was something else. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just because everybody, everybody, does, yeah. it seemed like was just body this, you know, uh, 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 the picture where they standing in that way and they got the care they facing backwards so you can see uh they cakeage and uh <laughs> I like that that was all that it, it it was every single one and then it was you and all you were focused on was your face and I was like wow like mm. one you were beautiful and two this is different I'm not used to that like I I wasn't used to that you know um I wasn't confident and so I sent you a canned message yes I did um <laughs> and you responded and I was happy that uh you responded you know what I mean and so um even our one conversation I knew you was different um because the one conversation that we had on the phone uh before you know uh I went on my hiatus and then we ended up actually going on a date uh we talked for like an hour um, you was in the bathtub. I remember you had a migraine, and um, mm-hmm. um, but the conversation was really good. You weren't. It wasn't anything provocative. It wasn't anything overly sexual. Oh, what position do you like it? Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you that's you wild know, for a first conversation. With the wagon. You know what I mean? Like you know, like you know, are you packing heat? You know what I mean? Like we weren't, we weren't talking about none of that. Like it was. It was really just good conversation. Um, And that was something that has always stuck out to me, you know? And then when we finally did go on our date at Cheesecake Factory, yes, that's a date place. Yes, it's a wonderful place. Take your your significant other there. They're going to love it. Um, Fuck that stupid ass list. Yeah, that list is stupid. Um, we, We shut it down. Yep. And that was all conversation. And again, it wasn't like, ooh. Yep, heard water. that. Hit mm. the water, hit the damn Stanley Cup. Yep, mm. we bit we bit the trend. Yeah. <laughs> when uh yeah, we shut uh it down. Um I, it, w- it wasn't anything provocative. It was all just good, good, good conversation. And then we did it again. I invited you to the bar and like that could have been because you know uh niggas yeah. were both drinking you know what i mean and we could have yeah. been on some like ooh, let's get nasty but we wasn't you know what i mean like we literally just talked until like what five in the morning it was six in the morning yeah, six, yeah five six in the morning you five, had to go yeah. to work yep i sure did it, and so you know what i mean uh uh that that is something rare you don't find that Mom, yeah. like you said, uh, a lot of these women have the personalities of the gravel outside our house. Yep. You know what I mean? And like, it really starts to wear on you when you're looking for something more 
significant than that and all they can talk about are a couple of things your money and then the kind of sex that they like yeah that's that all the time you know like i'm just i'm just not i've never been that kind of person like i've always enjoyed and uh been attracted to a deeper level of conversation and you provided that right off the bat so Mm. okay so you mentioned like I wasn't provocative. I didn't dress that way. But do you think that there's anything wrong with... Because we had talked about how men had said they're not going to marry... Some men or some women were like, oh, they're not going to marry you if you're dressed like a hoe, if you're dressed too revealing. But you had an interesting take. Now, now let's just... Now, let's just be real. You had an interesting take on that. Yeah. uh, uh, Oh, wait. What was my... What was my take? No, go ahead and say what you're going to say and we'll go from there. Oh, I thought you was going to actually say it. Um, Yeah, um, I don't feel like... uh, And I told this to... I think I was talking to mom. And I was saying this to mom um, because we was kind of talking about something similar. Um, I think that men put way too much emphasis on the way that... uh, this woman looks based off of uh like their own standards like with you like you never dressed con- I don't want to say conservative um you never dress like a hoe <laughs> well let me not let me not say that like you have some and like I, but I like them though you know what I mean but like I have some what? You got some whole dresses, like. Oh hell yeah! You got yeah, you got some whole dresses. But the yes, thing I is, is, like, there's a way to be tastefully hoish. If that sounds, yes, come you know on what now, I mean? come like, on, that, tastefully hoish. That sounds ho-ish. crazy, but like, and I guess I didn't know what that was until I met you because I was used to seeing full out hoes. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they was just playing hoes. Like, yeah, that's you know, I'm not gonna say they were hoes. They dressed hoish and in the hoish sense of it. And if that's what they wanted to do, completely fine. Do you know what I mean? Um, with them, um, I will just say for me, that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for somebody who kind of dressed like you because there was a purpose to your hoishness. You know what I mean? Like there was a reason why you dressed the way you did, the way you, the way you looked. Uh, the way you looked and, and the way you put together the, the outfits that you put together. There, there's a reason. There was a reason for and is a reason for that. And I I appreciate that. Now, you know, as hoish as those dresses are, you don't have any that like just flat out show your areolas. Yeah. I mean, I think we could say provocative just to kind of get away from like. Yeah, yeah not necessarily Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So I we think just, the connotation is just like streetwalker and like I sell my coochie, but it's really about being provocative for you. And right. when I dressed a certain way, it was for me. I had just lost 30 pounds back then and I was feeling myself. And you know, whatever your goal is to fill in yourself as a woman, you're going to start expressing that outwardly. Dressing and style is a form of self, self-expression. self And I was feeling myself. I was expressing that about myself. So mm-hmm. for me, I was expressing how confident I was. I didn't need to show every part of me off. 
And I think that there's a misconception that a woman who is prude in the way that she dresses is going to garner the right man, quote unquote, but a woman who's provocative. No, like it's all about how you do it because that statement, I forgot who said it, but like someone had said, you know, a man isn't going to marry the woman who dresses like a hoe. And that's not true because we know plenty of them in the industry that was married and it's not maybe they were a conquest but some of them have still been married beyonce does not dress like a church girl she doesn't she She never has you know um there's plenty of women that are married who dress the way that they want oh uh sierra same thing sierra has always been like tastefully provocative to me and i freaking love it and she just just gets better with time and i really think it's dope that they have men that they love and that celebrate them and appreciate like when sierra wore that revealing dress to the award show if her man liked it i loved it and if he loved it i liked it because it's about what he's okay with because that's for him to see and it's the same thing with you i want you to like it and we know sometimes i get policed for the way that i dress but it's Mm -hmm. not about anyone else's opinion it's about what i like and then how that agrees with what you like and how you can allow me to express myself with also being okay with it as well yeah like i you know um and as long as it's it you know and and it's the same thing for me you know what i mean the same way like and obviously men are are policed much less on what we wear right you know um we, we just don't get that um but like you and how you dress i have no problem with the way you dress at all i don't think that there's anything that you have brought home where i was like "Mm." like it would it would shine a bad light on us as Mm -hmm. a couple because it it Mm -hmm. just looked too whatever you know what i mean like i i I think that there is a, a a a classical sexiness that you dress with that is uh that could be the blueprint for to unlock a lot of other women like you know um the idea is to be seen um but to also leave something for the imagination and Mm -hmm. i feel like there is no balance between those two it is leave nothing for the imagination therefore be seen or it is you know uh for some other people it is to cover up but not um but not actually do anything you know what i mean like it's it's kind of crazy that these you know these women feel like they uh like (laughs) you know i i just look man like if you walking around in lace and your man and if your man likes it then cool you know what i mean but more often than not um um men are not going to want their women to dress that way well so my thing was because your take was that i think your take was that you know men like who they like you know i think that's what you said back then like men. oh like yeah they- if you're talking about like what men yeah like it, it don't really matter what you like if, if he like you and the way you dress is a part of who you are then he'll, he'll like you regardless yeah and so I mean, I think that we should all leave something to the imagination. But I mean, 
there's plenty of people who are happy. And I know I said Beyonce don't dress like a church girl earlier. Church girls don't even dress like church girls. And furthermore, she got a song called Church Girl, and it's about being the complete opposite of the perception of a church girl. So let's just clear that up. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we have to be, again, and it goes back to policing each other. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like... Some women can't do no right, no matter what. I really feel like, you know, if we're going to be out here in this realm of society, and especially for women who are still dating, focus on yourself more than what the next woman is doing. Because telling, saying that, oh, that man isn't going to marry a, a woman who's dressed like that, that woman saying that is probably single. So what are you doing right then, if that's the case? So, okay, so like, Say I was dressed in like, do you remember what I wore to, okay, this is a bad example. So I'll just put it out there because I already started. Do you remember what I wore to the bar? Uh, yeah, you had on a gray, a gray Joni Joan with, uh. What's a Joni Joan for those that don't don't understand your language? A gray, like gray pants and a gray, it was a matching set. Right. No, it wasn't a set. It was a great jumpsuit off the shoulders. Oh, and I had... it was the d- jumpsuit. I'm thinking of uh, my favorite gray pants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Okay, what <laughs> shoes did I have on? Shut up, ugly. Gray pants. Nope. You be dragging that thing yeah. all around here. What the hell? <laughs> Damn tote. <laughs> Damn tote in the... Don't say I'll be us. here for it. Ben, don't say you're here for it. What was I wearing? Uh, not the gray what shoes? pants, but you was wearing. No, I wasn't the wearing off, off the shoulder joint. Boom. And then <laughs> oh you had on, uh, black knee high boots. You had black, yep. black knee high tie up boots. Yep, and I wore that to church. So that right versus. Hmm. What I wore to the okay, so would you consider that revealing that jumpsuit outfit that I wore? No. Okay. So not at all. That right there versus what I wore to let's see the R and B concert for was it Valentine's Day or Mother's Day? That one that we went to in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. That dress. Yeah, that dress. So would you? Which one would you, if you had just seen me, right? And like, I was a twin of myself. Which twin of me would you go up to? The one in the jumpsuit or the one in that dress? I don't know. That's that's actually very hard. The reason why I ask that, because I'm wondering if you gravitate more towards if I was dressed a certain way. Not at the club either. Let's just say I was just walking around like the Nigga, mall. That out here. is great. You walking around like that? That is crazy, money. Babe, okay. Which one? My word. You uh, don't know. Um. Mm, let's see. You okay? You clearly don't know. So that 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 means that either one, right? How should a man come approach a woman? Like, how do you just not not me, but just in general, like, how should a man approach a woman? I think approaching a woman nowadays is a lot harder than it used to be. Really? Um, Why? Yeah, because I I don't. 
I feel like there were certain settings where approaching a woman in our day was like being normal or, or acceptable, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, and maybe because niggas been out the game for a minute, like niggas don't. Yep. If if that it doesn't feel like it's the same, though, no. it doesn't feel but like we're we're giving the game. So it don't matter what it is now. How should a man approach? approach oh, I mean, OK, well, yeah, if you just uh, not adjust, but if you you are approaching uh, a woman, um, obviously don't come up to her. First of all, like don't walk up don't walk out the crib looking any kind of way thinking that you finna just bag something yo like let, okay so if he shouldn't walk out the crib looking any type of way then right. do you think that it's okay to say that that woman leaving the house going with a bonnet and some sweats to the store should and would and could be approached by like a decent guy I mean, yeah, she could be approached by a decent guy. Like, if he saw her, and, you know, uh, because, again, like, the judgment, um, the judgment portion of it, like, you don't know what uh, that woman is going through or, or where she's at. Or, I mean, shoot, she could be so, you know, she could be so fly to you that you're not even thinking about that. Like, you just think mm. that she's fly. You know okay, I mean? so like, so how come he can't leave the house looking any kind of way, but it's okay for her to ha- leave the house, you know? So that, that way, uh, you know, essentially what I'm what I'm saying is not that he can't leave the house any kind of way, but I think that when you leave space mm-hmm. for interpretation, a lot of people will interpret that like if you just like, oh, yeah, like it don't matter how you look, you can just go bag something. People will take that literally. You know what I mean? Like they'll wake yeah. up, do rag. Uh, 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 you know what I mean? Uh, uh, little t shirt on, uh, pajama pants, uh, damn, uh, house shoes with the toes out, damn, brush their teeth or wash their damn face. No, you know? but what I'm saying is like, like, take it, take it, you know, take it somewhat serious. Yeah, like, you should sure. walk. Mom used to say you should walk out the house like you're gonna meet the love of your life every day. You know what I mean? And like, that's how mom, that's why mom was so adamant about us, you know, making sure that we was right when we left the crib because like, uh, uh, presentation matters. You know what I mean? And like, even when I'm walking out the crib now, you know, um, I don't, I try not to walk out the house looking any kind of way, you know, like there's times when I'm just making runs or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like, that don't matter. You know what I mean? But like, if I'm going to be outside the house for a specific period of time, um, I have a responsibility to make sure that I represent us well. And that yeah. means walking up, like, I got to be, in my mind, in my mind, um, I got to be uh, put together. I got to be put together in some kind of way. Well, my thing is that I will never, I will try my best because I'm human. I don't feel like I've judged a woman lately for leaving the house looking any type of way. I don't pay attention to people like that. But I will just say for both men and women, it kind of says I don't feel like being bothered because I didn't take the time to leave the house like I wanted someone to. It's just like 
if mm. somebody walks mm. with their head down, that to yeah. me is a sign of no confidence. And like, you probably don't want to be bothered. And you've always said like a woman with her head held high is attractive to a man. So like when she's walking and she's looking up or facing forward and she has an air about her, that's attractive and will mm-hmm. make a man pro- that is interested in her want to approach her. But if she's looking down at the ground, that's a sign of not having confidence. So it's the same thing. I'm not saying a woman who leaves the house without a, a with a bonnet on or a man who leaves the house, like not putting effort into his outfit is not confident, but it says to me, don't expect to be approached because it kind of says like, you're in your own world. You're just trying to get something done. You didn't put any effort into actually leaving the house looking approachable. So don't be mad if you're not approached. So there's nothing wrong with it, but there's something wrong with it if you expect something that doesn't happen when it comes to someone approaching you. Right. I completely agree. Okay, so like, go ahead. No, no. What was you going to say? No, go ahead, babe. Okay. (laughs) You're on an ugly roll tonight. You really are on an ugly roll tonight. So since you're not going to say anything, what... So let's get back to it. How should a man approach a woman? Um, I think that um, you definitely um, got to think about actually think about your approach. Don't just get walk up to a woman and be like, yo, how you doing? Like you're not chances are you ain't going to get you're not going to get too far, you know, but at the same time um, don't be don't approach don't op- approach a woman uh patronizing her um because that could be very easily taken as a, a sign of, of disrespect what do you mean by patronizing intelligence like like you said like oh like you know oh you are beautiful you should smile that you don't you don't got yeah do all that either. not you know gonna what I mean? that's like, not an invitation don't do all of that like but um, just be authentically yourself. You know what I mean. Walk up to her. If you goofy, be goofy. You know what I mean. If you are uh, uh, direct, be direct. You know. Um, but always make sure to keep it uh, respectful. Um, I guess that's the main thing. And uh, make it like you should walk. If you're trying to meet her, make it feel like you're trying to meet her, not that you're trying to get something from her. Because they can tell the difference. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you walk up and you all like, mm. Oh, yeah. Hell no. Yo, she know what you doing, my G. Like, she she can already tell you sizing her up. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, instead of being like that, you know, um, um, because there's places for for people like that. Go to the club. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. So they're true. wearing stuff so that you can be like that with them yep. and i'm not saying that that precludes any kind of you know anything um mm-hmm. from you at the same time but like you know uh uh that is kind of like the runway for that like that is where that kind of attention is accepted uh mm-hmm. if you are just if you are just in other place you know uh in other place like say the grocery store or something like that you should not be walking up to a woman essentially sizing her up but you know uh be yourself inject a little humor you know what i mean because women love to laugh okay you know what i'm saying and so say something that's a little ugly you know what i mean you know <laughs> uh bring something up to her you know and, and and say something funny or you know something like that but um um make it clear 
that you are interested in who she is and more than likely that's going to get you an extended conversation at least or Mm -hmm. and or the number you know what i mean like because the goal is trying to get to know her then she needs to know that when you approached her you approached her with the uh objective of trying to get to know who she is like you know uh and and whatever you're gonna say but don't walk up to a woman sizing her up um there's no need to uh 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 tell her you know try and instruct her on what to do to to make her more desirable you know what i mean oh you should smile more like man you know like you know why you look so angry or something like you know what i mean like those aren't things that that are going to endear you to that woman thank you you know uh stay away from them kind of things and um just be authentic about you know getting to know her and, and and be willing to show vulnerability meaning like talking about who you are where you come from and stuff like that because that along with her wanting to get you wanting to get it get to know her she's going to want to get to know who is this that is approaching me to so mm-hmm. if you said you know you like yeah you know how you doing blah 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 and you know you ask what's your name and she give you her name and then she asks what's what's your name and you give her baby d Oh my gosh! There was a nigga that his name was King, and then he said his name. I was like, "Oh, come on now! Don't give me the damn wannabe rap name. Like that's not. Now you just played yourself. You're a joke to me now. I don't want. And I had to tell him, I want your government. Like I don't want nothing that you're aspiring to be. That probably won't happen, my nigga. Like, and I'm not even trying to be mean, but let's be real. We're adults with actual jobs and bills. Right. So no. Okay. And like, why would you give somebody an alias if you're trying to get to know them authentically? There you go. That's so that true. Okay. No mm, that was good. So, is okay for the traditional man? Is it? Is it or how much is it off-putting for a woman to approach and pursue a man? Uh, it depends on that woman's approach. Um, there you can be. Uh, We're not talking about Big Tasha or Thaddeus from New York. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about just regular. (laughs) (laughs) They can be aggressive, but they can work. (laughs) They pull up on you and you ain't got no choice. You know what I mean? Let's go on a date. Oh, like, oh, take. We look, just take my okay. Tell her, oh, it's all good. Okay, bet. And then you immediately go and get your number changed because you ain't trying to get ran down mm-hmm. on, like, you know, you damn baby D gonna find you. You did you coming out the gym? She sitting out on your car. Like, how come you ain't called eating, me? What? Eating cookies with the sprinkles, wondering why she ain't heard from you. My nigga, nah, but like, nah, like, uh, uh, assertiveness is oh, uh, is okay. Uh, in a woman as long as it does not um, become a habit of pursuing a man because uh, as men we are uh, the pursuers and um, if we are allowed to become lazy in our pursuit uh, then we lose interest so Mm, okay so 
that was a segue into this conversation about how we feel about Simone Biles pursuing mm-hmm. her husband, Jonathan mm-hmm. Owen. So how, so then do you feel like that translates to why he said he's the prize? Or do you feel like... I feel like there's, no. Uh, I feel like there was some arrogance there. Okay, I feel like so... Saying that as, as a way to be kind of arrogant. like Okay, so let's break this down. They met on like a rich people celebrity dating app. She was the one to make it known and assert that she likes him. She would always go see him. He lied. We all believe he lied, saying he didn't know who she was. And then once he got to know her, then obviously he was like, ah, he was going to give up a little bit of his ideals. And like, he wasn't really trying to do that right now. And he allowed her in. So let's start with the fact that he said he didn't know who she was and he seemed disinterested. Uh I immediately went to the fact that if men are visual, then he didn't like the way she looked because yeah, if, if, he wasn't if he didn't know who she was and and that was what a lot of women he probably met before her he didn't know who they were but he may have pursued them because he liked the way that they looked simone biles is so cute she is so pretty i love her cheekbones she has the most beautiful skin like i'm not patronizing her i'm being for real right i think she is pretty Hmm. and i feel like because of who he is and i think tony gaskin said as much I think who he of who he is and like the way he presents physically, I think that he's not used to a woman like Simone Biles, who's athletic, who is self-made, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're just going to say self-made. Um, and she probably really is. But I mean, she the one out there doing them damn flips. No, she is. But what I'm saying is like, you oh. know, I'm, I'm talking about like maybe the help she got. She got to oh, be where okay, she is, but yeah, she's self-made in the fact it. that like, she yeah she's the one who's athletic and doing the flips exactly and all the other shit she does so she's out she's self-made okay so i was trying to be technical but um i'm sure he's used to a certain type of woman and because of the way he might present physically he he's picking them she chose him And so what it said to me, because I didn't want to just go off of a soundbite that people were putting out there. I listened to when he talked about her um, on the pivot and it just seemed like he wasn't interested in her because if the first thing you notice about anyone is the way that they look and you were like, ah, then that said without saying he wasn't feeling her aesthetically. Absolutely. Then he wasn't making an effort to go see her. I understand he was in camp and all that stuff, but I'm sure he had, it wasn't a prison. I'm sure he could have left to go see her. She drove 45 minutes. So that's what I was talking about in terms of like the pursuit of a man and -hmm. what that looks like to a man. So I don't know how manly he is. I don't know what he does in a relationship. I don't know how he carries himself as a man, but if I'm not going to assume the worst about him and that to say that he's a typical quote unquote man, then for her to do all that stuff do you feel like besides him saying stuff like you know i didn't know who she was do you feel like that kind of made him like you said earlier lazy because she was doing a lot of the pursuing if he didn't if at no point he has given the indication that he pursued her and he is with her then i guarantee you after not too much longer they will not be together Mm, even though they're married 
Yeah. It, oh, wow. I they got married. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, they've been married. Um, the pursuit of um, the pursuit has to come from the man, like the desire to have a woman come. The, the desire to pursue comes from the man, and so if the man has not pursued um, her at all, uh, you know, and there could be exceptions, and I'm not going to sit up here and be like, this is a blanket statement. Um, but what, from what I know, men go after what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we are not often the ones that are pursued. And when we are uh, the pursued, if we don't pursue back, then... We, it goes against your nature as yeah, the male. Yeah, like, like you know what I mean, like you, the male. Yo, you not no, we not finna do the it. The male, we not finna do it. I know where the you male, going with that. We not doing it. No. Okay, so, so then, surprise, they shut up, ugly. Don't nobody want to hear all that. So okay, so remember though, we had a continuation of that conversation where it was like you didn't fully see everything wrong with him saying that there was an uproar over him saying that he was the prize yeah because because men typically don't say stuff like that and when they mm -hmm. do it feels you know people feel as though they are being uh uh completely arrogant um and because you know the woman is always the prize no well yes and the man is the prize too. Yeah. Yep. That was what we, what you, you led, not led with, but that's what you got to. You're like, okay. It was men are the prize. It was like, you had said something like women are the prize. Men are the catch or something. I forgot what you said, but you basically were like, we're equal in this. We both have value in this whole thing in terms of pursuit and courting and all of that. So if men are the if women are the prize, then what are men? Men are the um uh, I think I said catch is what is is what I said. Um but um I I I mean men hold value in that we are uh just because we're the pursuers does mm -hmm. not mean that we hold no value in the relationship and you can see that society does not believe that mm -hmm. because a lot of times when uh the wedding is being planned the man and his wants his desires mm -hmm. and his opinions That's... do not matter yep it's all they always the wants. they always refer to the bride they always consult the bride the bride's name is on everything they don't yep. i had to make them put his name on everything because mm -hmm. they kept saying the wedding of candace they kept saying candace like the everything had my name and i was like i had to go back and be like uh my husband needs to be on this too it's his name is philip Put him on i had to make them add his name to everything so yeah they always they always do that and i don't think it's fair especially because like we live in a society where black men are already emasculated and minimized and there are certain rigid expectations of black men they're the brute they're the athlete they're the aggressor absolutely so where's the value in that man where is the means of making him feel wanted and needed and 
characterized as more than just this big brawny being, you know, mm-hmm. without a without a soul essentially. Like what is that man? So I think I think that we can both be the prize. I think the woman is the catch. Since you're the pursuer, then you have to catch something. I think women can be the catch. I think, but we're both the prize though. I think that you have value, I have value. We both should be complete when we come into the relationship. So we're both the prize if we're both whole. I think it's a miss, uh, what's the word? Like a misinterpretation or like a, like a, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but people tend to say this, that, you know, you complete me. Actually, you should be coming to the relationship as complete as possible. Yeah, you know, and there's gonna be dense, there's gonna be dents and scars and things like that, but you shouldn't be seeking for someone to fill you or to complete you because that's gonna create a codependence and that's gonna create resentment because now you're not doing anything. It's the other person having to do it for you. And then there's gonna always be a void if that person leaves, goes to work, you know, doesn't do something that they used to do because people change and they should always change for the better. So let's be clear about that. When people grow apart, it's because they're not trying anymore. But if you're changing, yes. it's it should be for the better. And I feel like if you're expecting someone to come and complete you, you've missed the point of a relationship. So so how do how how do men feel in because because you said like men you know, obviously want to feel valued, want to feel wanted. You had said that last episode, like men want to feel wanted mm-hmm. and needed. And mm-hmm. do men want to feel wanted or needed or both? Both. Okay. Because mm-hmm. okay. sometimes people say men want to feel wanted or I want you, but I don't need you or I need you, but I don't want you. Like, I, I think it's both. Honestly, I think it should be both. It's um, definitely both. Yeah. So in all of that, like, how do men tend to feel in relationships as far as like their role and what they do, what they're supposed to do, what's expected of them? I mean, it depends on the expectations put on him by whoever that woman is. Um, Some men are perfectly fine with zero expectations and therefore zero production in their Mm -hmm. relationships. And they're perfectly fine with just being just being there supplying you know uh supplying and supplying dick and dreams that's it that's all they gonna do supplying dicks and dick and dreams so supplying the d yeah like that's all it is just the d you know what i mean and there are some men who are perfectly fine with doing every single thing in that relationship like like they have no problem doing everything you know what i mean from start to finish from sun up to sundown they will you know they'll do everything cook clean take care of the kids go to work come home pay all the bills blah blah blah. they do all of that you know what i mean and and it, because it, in all honesty it's a spectrum and it yeah. all depends on what that woman the the boundaries or the expectations that that woman sets on him and it's often why the men who uh ain't doing nothing um the relationship um you you can use obviously it's the man's fault because you should be up and doing something but you also got to look at the expectations that that woman set on him too yeah did she is she expecting him to get up and make something happen with his day is she just is she fussing at him but but 
still like taking care of everything because if she is then she's not she has not set the boundary you know what i mean like you have to you have to set the expectation that that man is going to be you know uh 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 productive in whatever way uh you guys want productivity to be and so I, as far as um what men uh, uh what was your question what what do like men how do men feel i guess i should have asked like how men how do men want to feel in a relationship oh uh, uh i think i answered this last uh last com- uh last conversation but oh. uh we want to feel wanted uh we yeah. want to feel needed uh we want to feel respected and we want to feel uh uh supported yeah i, I think that's a better for women we want to feel desired and desirable Mm. we want to feel like our nurture we are nurturing and that we that you don't need anything else but us Mm -hmm. that's why like cheating no matter whether it's emotional or physical is problematic because in some way we we feel like we didn't fulfill a need it Mm. might not be true and a lot of times cheating is just selfishness but that's why women are when women cheat that's why it's always said that you have to have really done something because a need wasn't being met we go off of needs we want to feel like we're fulfilling your needs that's the song catered to you it's all about fulfilling needs and we want to feel like we're doing that for you we don't want to feel like as a man you're devoid of the things that we're you feel devoid of the things that we're trying to provide for you that's why some women overdo it and overcompensate in so many ways like the way that they look cleaning the house taking care of the kids like we have so much that we feel like we have to do to validate you guys and to feel validated and get your attention and maintain it uh so it hurts when a man steps outside of that because we're Mm -hmm. a lot of times we're doing our best and to feel like we're not enough that validation not being in the home sucks because we're already being devalued and um undervalued especially as black women outside the home by society mm-hmm. so we want to feel needed of course we want to feel heard Nick, we do not like cleaning up after you so right. well I, you know so those are just a few, yeah so so let's just a few things so like in a relationship then like let's talk about let's talk about marriage just for a quick second and we'll probably flop back to it but What's a black man's responsibility? What should be expected of him in a, we'll just say relationships because a marriage is a heightened relation. It's a, it's a, it's a relationship under the covenant of God. So what should be expected right. of a black man and what is his responsibility in a relationship? Uh, righteousness, godliness, <laughs> love, steadfastness. And just, I mean, like, it sounds, it sounds, uh, you know cliche i guess or or religious um but in all honesty if you looked at those words without knowing where the verse was from um yeah that's true that's true you would say that yeah you will a woman would say that they want her man to be those things be those things to embody you know those what i mean things. like yeah. you know um you we are called to be uh the pastors of our house um and we are also uh, we were also ordained with the responsibility to uh, lead by serving. And so uh, being a servant leader um, mm-hmm. and being the uh, the steadiness of influence through uh, 
through love, care, and nurturing, I think are the are the main goals. I be- think that, yeah, I, I think those solidify everything. And just to expound on them, like if you think back to the conversation with James Baldwin, James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni, like I want what you give the world. I want better. If you're going to lie to the world, I'm not saying lie to me, but like how you coddle the world to protect their feelings, do the same for me. So for instance, don't tell that woman she looks fat in that dress. Say it in a way that is more pleasing and pleasant to the ears. That's what it means. Not directly lying, but being gentle. So there's gentleness. Yeah, there's, you know, I'm just going to say like, if you don't like the way something looks, um, you can be direct without being mean i think like if you don't like the way the dress favors her like babe your booty look too good to be in a dress like that wear that other one it makes your booty look real good it it highlights your hips like there's a way to say stuff or like your skin is so beautiful that color of eyeshadow is not is not doing it for you like there's a way and so as black women again hold on now let me say this because i don't think that it behooves you to just be toxically positive either. I don't and, think and that's I, toxically positive. I think that you're telling them like, hey, because if she has, if if you're going to praise her and affirm her, telling her she has pretty skin and that eyeshadow is not uh, um, complimenting it well, it's still telling her like, change that. Oh, you know, well, you yeah, okay. That. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I, I was like, yeah, if you're just like, don't you... If something doesn't look good on her, there is a way to say it without being mean. But I don't think that you always have to. No, not always. In a compliment, you know what I mean? Like it, it's basically what I was saying. That that's all I was saying. It's like you don't always have to splash in a compliment, but at the same time, you know what I mean? Um, don't be like if she asks you if the dressmaker look fat, like your answer shouldn't be yes. Yeah, and I think that, again, when we're talking about Black relationships, um, I think that it's important to just know how we're treated outside the home because we're both Black. And so being aware of that when we come to each other should differ from the way we feel outside. The world is going to be harsh to you as a Black person, so don't be that. Be honest, be honest, but don't be harsh. Don't be um, scathing because that's what the world does to us. And so the responsibility for both of us is to not treat y'all, treat each other like the world, be your peace. And so that means to me that the responsibility of a black man is to not gaslight, but be aware of how the black woman is seen as, she is not at, but she is seen as and treated as she's at the bottom of the societal totem pole. So uplift her, make her feel like the queen that she was at some point in another land. You know what I mean? And the queen of your home. You know what I mean? The queen of your relationship. You stand I mean, hand in what hand. She should be anyway. No, that's what I'm saying. So I think the responsibility is to understand that as a black man, how you're perceived in the world. I'm to be gentle to you because the world thinks that you can take the beating uh, just figuratively. But sometimes for black men, it's physical too. But yeah. like taking the beating of my mouth being, you know, off the chain, like that's not. And that's what I was saying last episode, like sometimes, and this was that take that I was like, some people not might not agree with. Sometimes our mouths be the reason why black men go elsewhere. And it's not right for them to demean us in the process of looking elsewhere. Right. But 
they could have it could have started with their mom it could have started with the way their that black man's mom talked to them and so they were already off put by a black woman and so they're going elsewhere it doesn't make it right to demean us like who you like you didn't try every black woman yeah it was your mom and so that could shift how you see black women but if it was a black woman you dated and that didn't work out that's different than how your mom treated you if your mom treated you a certain way then that's the foundation of how you see the dating world but if it was just a woman you can try other women you can Uh date other black women but Uh we should be your piece because we we can we can be spicy just like everybody else and they will use that as an excuse to date outside their race so that doesn't make it right but be different and that's where it goes back to femininity especially as a black woman having balance just because we can doesn't mean we should just because we are mad at the world just because the world does treat us like shit doesn't mean we have to treat our man like shit Right. And obviously, if he deserves to be talked to a certain way because he doesn't start, he doesn't started something that he didn't want, then that's different. And if you're right. not married, then rethink that relationship. If it's getting to that point where you guys have to have wars every night when you communicate ineffectively, right. yeah. but yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like rethink that whole mm-hmm. dynamic, you know. But mm-hmm. when it comes to working through communication, we got to know where that comes from, and we got to know how to talk to each other. Be the opposite of what the world does. And that is to come home and have peace. You know, the world outside is figurative war. We should come home and have peace. A king and queen should live in in, um, harmony. You know, and so should the children. Yes. So it's like, I I really feel like there's a responsibility as Black people uh, and in relationships, especially marriages, because I feel like people don't try. I feel like in relationships, people don't try period i feel like the point of a relationship for people who believe in marriage is to get married so if you're not trying in in a relationship what would make you try in a marriage it's the same thing it's under the covenant of god and you should take it and what and what's the point of getting with somebody um to not to I, i always thought a relationship was to uh, test and see if you guys mm-hmm. are compatible to be together mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Yeah. If you're not doing that, then what what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? What, as a what? kid, sure, but as an adult, like, and I'm talking about a kid like late teens, maybe early twenties, but people get married in their early twenties. Once you get to the point where you're serious about in a, being in a relationship, you should definitely have a different paradigm about how that goes. Yeah, you definitely should, and like the idea that people will will take it upon themselves to be in relationship after relationship after relationship and they're not actually um looking for a partner uh to to do life with i think i think it's crazy like you know um because there's going to be times when you need the consistency of a relationship in your life things are going to happen And you're going to need somebody that you know loves you enough to be there no matter what. And all of them hoes that you thought that you was bagging and mm-hmm. oh yeah, you had, you know, 20 different women and you know, all of that stuff. When you laid up in the hospital and you need somebody to bring you food, them hoes ain't gonna have time for you. Mm-hmm. They too busy. Okay, they, diary of a mad black woman. Talk about it, cause when you only he, when, when you was doing what you would when you wanted them for what you wanted them for and then when it comes time for you to be uh for uh you to need help and all of that they're gonna remember that 
you, they were only there for a good time. Mm-hmm. You being laid up in the hospital and them taking care of you, that's not what they think of as a good time. So they're not going to do it. Yeah. And, and that's your fault. Yep, <laughs> it is. So just off the bat, the just piggybacking off of our conversation about like the harmony of a relationship. I remember a long time ago. Remember we got, it wasn't that long ago, but like we got into it because we, I was talking about Zach, Karen, and Fatima. Um, and I was like, it's not fair that she he changed for Fatima and not Karen. They were saying, they were requiring the same thing of Zach. They were requiring him to be better. They were requiring him to get on his feet, get a job, have income, all of that. And Fatima didn't play, nor did Karen. And the sad part was that Karen kept giving Zach chances and he kept fumbling. He cheated on her. He got a, a, a girl pregnant either before Karen or while he was with her. There was a pregnancy scare. She still kept giving him chances. And mm-hmm. he just wouldn't get it right. But with Fatima, she required the same of him. And she gave him a chance to get to where he needed to be. Her, her delivery w- wasn't required in the same way as Karen because she hadn't experienced what Karen experienced. She hadn't been cheated on by him, so on and so forth. But she still required him to be, to get on his feet. She just gave him a chance to do that. So he basically was a blank slate with her and he did what he should have did with Karen. And you and I got into it because you said that like a man could have a good woman, but not the right woman to get him to listen or change. Mm-hmm. And you said that like tone and inflection matter, but in that show, they both were assertive and hardcore. So, what makes one woman more better or more valuable in that space than another? The season in which a man is ready to listen to a woman, and then also, um, so that's the part that's on him because okay. you could be saying it. And um, you can be saying it till you blue in the face, but if he ain't yeah. ready to hear it, then you saying it for nothing. He's he's yeah. not hearing you. You know what I mean? And and it's going to be frustrating to you that he's not hearing you, but that's just the truth of it. He's not hearing what you got to say. He's not trying to implement whatever you're talking about. And maybe um, he doesn't respect you enough to take your word as something he can use. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you got to pay attention to all of those things. Um, the part that was on Karen is um, the ways in which she treated him. Um, and her, it, it wasn't just her tone and her inflection. And I understood, you know, I understand it. You know, he, he did a lot of shit. Um, he, yeah. he wasn't ready to be, he wasn't ready to be in the relationship like he thought he was. He, he thought he was, he was not. Um, but she, uh, her... Um, her being the way uh, she was um, um, could could uh, could very well have pushed him out the door too. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not. I'm not saying that it's right or anything like that. Um, but understand that he. Uh, men need certain things, and men don't want other things you know men men need uh uh certain kinds of pushes and i feel like the kind of push that karen was giving him 
was not the same kind of push that Fatima was giving him. But the crazy uh-huh. thing is, is that he kept going back to Karen. He would cheat. She would be done. He would come back. So it's like he got mad when she was with Aaron, but he was the one that pushed himself out the door by cheating all the time. And yeah, you're he... mad that this woman talks to you a certain way. She talks to you that way because of how you treated her. Well, well, yeah, he, um, um, people, not just men and not just women, people oftentimes get jealous of the new person that you wit. How many times have you heard this? I'm the best you ever going to get. Yeah. People Plenty. say that all the time. I've you know what I mean? So, like men and, huh? I've heard, I was told that myself. No, oh, yeah. Like, you know, uh, 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 I was told that too. Um, mm-hmm. men, and, uh, uh, men and women hear that. And it, and it's, it is a regular saying to both of, to both sides. And so, you know, we do do, um, we do do. <laughs> <laughs> so we ugly. Do, um, we hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and there are men and women who get very, uh, 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 jealous. Yeah. Of that person being with somebody else, um, simply for the, fa- simply based off the fact that they felt as though, uh, when they left, there was no moving on. Like, oh, yeah. nah, you don't mourn me for a little bit. Like, you don't mourn me for a while. And then you say that they didn't, and it makes you feel some kind of way because your self-esteem was ultimately rooted in the toxicity of that relationship when uh, it shouldn't have been. You know what I mean? And so, like, you know, the reason why he kept going back is because uh, not necessarily who knew she, who she was, but he knew what she had. You know what, what I mean? mean? He, he had she had something for him that was irresistible. But like the the cat must have been fire or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but or it was he, just easy. He didn't have to put it in work because she already set the standard of taking well, it yeah, back. Like, yeah, yeah, that too. That that definitely too. And then at a certain point, he just was like, you know, like I'm I'm done with that or whatever. You know, and she was better for leaving him alone. Um. Um, because he didn't need to be with her. He needed to be with somebody who, and, and I think that's why he did like Fatima. And that's why he liked Fatima. She what? gave him boundaries from the gate. This oh, is what it's yeah. going to be. This that's is true. not what it's going to be. We not finna play any of these games. You not finna bullshit me. This is what it is. Or that's it. Men like that. Mm. Men okay. like that. It's what it's it's what made me be like, oh, okay, yeah, I gotta be her. You was like, look, like you not finna play. Like either we don't, you gonna get to know me, or we this ain't gonna be nothing. You need to tell mm. me. It's like, huh. I saw the fuck did because you're not finna play with my time, nigga. I got a line outside this door. Do you want to stand on, in line nigga. or do you want to leave? Hold on, my nigga. Who is she talking to me like this? Okay. Let me take her out. You ain't finna waste my time. Don't about? waste my time. Yeah, so I had to, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I had to see what you was talking about. Shit, okay. you couldn't talk to me like that and not think that I ain't finna take your ass on no damn date. <laughs> shit, well, I, shit, like that, 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 it's, men don't get stuff like that very often. Men, women kind of fall to our whim, especially if they like, if they like us, it's a wrap. Like, it, we can do anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it don't yeah. matter what it is. Like, y'all like us and that's it. Um, which is why it is important for y'all to give, make us give chase. 
Mm, okay. You have to make us give chase. You know what I mean? Because when you don't, then it don't feel it, it feels too eat men do not want an easy woman. We don't yeah. We don't I don't care what I don't care what niggas say. Like you can look at any of these niggas that have gotten with easy women. They're not with them still. They're not. Yeah. They were too yeah, easy. It was, it was it was too yeah. simple. I knew that you liked everything that I did. You can't like there has to be some like I don't even know if she liked me for real. Like I that's why like, playing hard to get is a thing. Yeah, I was like, man, we gotta know that. You like me? I I feel like she kind of do, but then I don't know. Then let me go ahead plan this damn date. She gonna like me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's another thing. That's what I said about like wielding your power as a woman. Like, I men don't like men don't like it easy, but men like it easy if you know what I mean like last episode we talked about interracial dating and how you were like it's cause the other ones are easy you know yeah, there's- those like they're easy to dominate yeah and that's the thing yeah. uh, we provide a challenge cause you ain't finna play with us don't play right. with her like I don't want to be someone that could be perceived as being played with or mm-hmm. played that is not how I want to be known. That's not how I want to be treated. Every time you come away from that interaction, that relationship, that communication, whatever it is, I want you to know you cannot mess with me on any day of the week at any time. And it includes the prospects that I was dating. Like we, you got one time to think that you can play me, not even actually play me. And so that's, I had to set this, the, the standard, you know? And I think with, interracial dating is sad because like you're downplaying yourself as a black man just by going with someone who's easy you know like it it, the value that i think that black women recognize a black man's value when we're treated right by a black man more than a non-black woman ever could because we know what comes with you being black yep you know um and i think that speaks to like how we could build you up and a lot of women are like raised to think that we build up a man. So like with Karen and Fatima, Karen was mad because it's like, I, I built you, I set you up for this. Like the little bit you had when you left this relationship was because of me. Like I gave you chances to get on your feet. I helped you with this, I helped you with that. So for him to get with Fatima and actually execute everything that he pr- pretty much learned or got from Karen was fucked up and unfair to her. That's why we was going back and forth. Cause I'm like, I understand her qualm. You know, like not with Fatima, because that's not right. She has nothing to do with it. But with mm-hmm. Zach basically doing everything right with Fatima that he should have done with Karen is not fair. And any woman would have an issue with that. And then you plan with her by having sex with her in her salon while you still seeing this new chick. Yeah, that's you can't unfair. look, man, look, you niggas better stop leaving the, leading these women on and then wondering why these women... uh these women uh, are act crazy and, and do crazy stuff to you because you're making them think it's something that's not. Y'all need to start being straight up with these yeah, women. Like if, you want, if you want her, tell her. If you don't, you can say that too. She will respect your uh, your honesty. You know what I mean? Like, you know, or, or if you don't want a relationship, you can say that too. You could be like, yeah, you know what? Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to play with your time, but I'm just not ready for a relationship yet. You know, I'm just trying to see where this goes because 
what you do when you don't do that is you don't give her the autonomy to make a decision on her own like yeah you're, you're forcing her to uh you're forcing you're not giving her the option to make a decision like you've made the decision and you're not consulting to see whether or not she goes for it think about how that will resonate if you guys were actually to be in a relationship like that that's not it ain't gonna work that yeah so. it's not and you know speaking more on like interracial um marriage and dating i a lot of people will challenge the idea of it being self-hatred and a lot of people will agree that it's self-hatred but i do believe that there is a component of self-hatred when you choose to go after and it's prejudice because you're prejudging the people in your community that they'll all be like the last relationship that didn't go right. right. So you're saying like the rest of those people will be like the last person. And it's self-hatred because if you go into dating another race that is not from your background, then you're saying, I don't want to deal with people like my family, like me, or because you're going to have certain cultural similarities. And What's funny is because it's Black History Month, we gotta for sure weave stuff, weave this stuff in. We all know about Loving versus Virginia, where Mildred Loving and her husband were um, one and were able to legally get married. But the funny thing about that shit is Mildred Loving conveniently started to say she's not Black. She wielded the ability to have sympathy and community for her and her husband to get married but her and her family kept saying that she's not black she's native american they started denouncing their blackness mm. so we it, so it goes both ways we're not just talking about black men getting with white women black women getting with white men there is toxicity there in denounce like for her to denounce whatever blackness she did have once she got what she wanted i just feel like we got to be careful with like who we pedestalize in terms of the cause like the things that they may have done for the for our community i don't think many people pedestalize mildred loving but i think we we champion her as being like she got her man she did what she wanted but she then denounced her part of her identity you know like she's not black at all so Yep. When you go and you think Pay of these, attention. like, yeah, she that's self hatred. She doesn't want to anymore identify as a black woman. But during the there were, during the entire process of, from what I remember reading about, and I have been reading on this for a while um, prior to this episode, but like I have been reading on it off and on prior to the process of that court ruling and that and that whole case she didn't say nothing about being native american from what i remember it was she's black and once she got what she wanted she even refused to talk to i think certain people who wanted to talk about the case because or talk about the ruling afterwards because she survived i think she survived her husband uh because they were going to talk about like why do you now have this thing to say about not being black you know mm. so it is self-hatred and you know we can weave in like colorism the fact that you know black men will date a quote-unquote black woman only if she looks a certain way like that's not gonna translate the same when it comes time to really think about how she see how that woman who's not fully black or who does who shows up not black how she might see 
blackness. She might gaslight yeah. you the same as a white woman. Yeah. She or might be like, oh, it's not really, or he might gaslight you the same as a white man if, you know what I mean? Like, there are some yeah. white men out there that be whole allies more than a black man. Yeah. They just, niggas just choose not to see the world for how black people are cheated. So, yeah. it's self-hatred. It's, it's invalidating. It's disingenuous. Just, just, I don't like it when it comes to that point, when you have to be prejudiced against your own just to say you want to choose something else. So I wanted to go there because mm-hmm. I had to get on my soapbox a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go ahead, babe. But, ahead. but I mean, when it when it, we talk about like building up a man and how I said earlier, like I feel like a black woman could really build up a black man and how we were, uh, how we were raised to think that that's the way a relationship goes. And like how I was telling you, Karen was bitter about that. And she had a right to be. You know, or she was upset, I'll say, about that. Um, you actually had an interesting take on building up who in a relationship. Do you remember what you said? About how the man is supposed to build up the woman? Yeah, it was a scriptural context. So we've always been brought up as women to believe like, oh, we're we I built you, uh, I built that man. So when a man leaves a relationship with all the everything we did for him, we're we're upset. Because he chooses, like Zach, to move on and do the right thing with another woman. And so we leave, we're left not feeling good enough. But your take was... I understand that. I think that y'all, to a certain extent, got to let that go, though. Because that man was never going to reach his fullest potential with you. And um, it's okay. As as much as it may hurt, um, it's okay that the man that you were with uh, didn't become his fullest self with you because he probably wasn't supposed to be. God has somebody in store for you who will not only become his fullest self with you, but will help you become your fullest self with him. And that's, the, I mean, but like, think about it, like the responsibility of the uh, uh, production of the household falls on who? The man. Like, it, it yeah. is the man's responsibility to make sure that uh, the house is in sync. The house is doing everything that it is supposed to do. And so whose job is it to actually build who? It is the man's job to build the woman. Like it is our job to nurture. That's why men don't care about uh, what kind of money a woman makes. It doesn't matter because the whole point of it isn't how much money you come into this with, which is why you'll see like rich men get with women who were not remotely close to them in terms of like, financial status and mm-hmm. and uh uh you know and um notoriety um they'll do that and not to say that women don't either but you know uh uh men do um will get with a woman that nobody knows and be like yo like why he get with her because she has showed him something that he has not been able to find in anybody else you know and they be like oh well he was just with this actress and this star and blah 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 it don't matter who she was and what she was doing for him was not the same as what this woman was doing for him and if you understand where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do especially as a man um it is our job to build women to nurture women to uh uh to help improve women to help women realize their dreams and things like that god gave that assignment to us he didn't give that assignment to women uh, you guys are the nurturers of the household. You guys are the ones who are supposed to uh, make sure everything go good in the crib. But as far as with 
and within the relationship, if the man is not nurturing the woman, if he's not bringing their dreams into fruition, not just his own, but hers too, if he's not helping to do that, if he's not helping to uh, facilitate the kind of promise that she is showing, um, which, you know, uh, as a woman, you do got to show promise. Um, you know, you get that's one of the things you should come to the table with is promise. Like, you know, you shouldn't just come with your damn BBL and fake lips. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and thinking that like you're going to be like a nigga is going to look at you and be like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to marry that for the long for the rest of my life. No, he's not. Because eventually that BBL ain't going to look good. You know what I mean? And them fake lips going to droop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now you looking like you got stung by a bee. What the fuck? Yeah. You know what I'm Damn. But like, but um, um, you should come with some kind of promise, some kind of of uh aspiration. Um, and men will see that, and men will feel that, and men will hear the passion with which you talk about whatever it is. And if he is mm-hmm. a good man, he will help you reach that. And it's not mm. to say that you couldn't reach that without him, but you're definitely going to reach it with him mm. because that is his job to do that with you and for you. You know what I mean? It's interesting that you read that in a scriptural context because we don't learn that as a society. We don't learn no, we do not. that men build up women. We learn that, oh, you're supposed to be his backbone and his support. His and support then well, we, and all that other stuff. Yeah, and then we do all that and a man moves on. But it's not it's not fair to think that, oh, he's never gonna reach his potential with you. Like what makes her who's a good woman different from the next good woman? Nothing. But you that's know? the thing, is like you gotta be um, and this is where self-confidence comes into play. Um, you got to be confident enough to know that there's nothing more you could have done. Mm. That's mm-hmm. a hard truth. Yes, That's a hard it is. reality. No, yeah, it is. But like, there's nothing more you could have done. Like, well, everything that you did was what you were supposed to do. And he got close, but it wasn't close enough to keep y'all together or to keep him from uh, going somewhere else and uh, fully flourishing. And like, that is... Um, um, that's not your burden to bear because he's not with you and you shouldn't be jealous about what he's doing with somebody else because you're going to find your, uh, your, you know, uh, your nurturer, the person who is going to build you, the person who is going to, uh, uh, really get you to, uh, a good space. And if you don't do that, then, you know, um, it'll be, you know what I mean? That that's what that'll be. But yeah, you should. Um, it's hard, uh, you know, and I can't say, I, I'm not saying that it won't be hard to, but, um, that's why self-confidence plays such a big role in that. Because when you see a man go somewhere else and he flourishes, you said it yourself, you women will think like, well, why wasn't I enough? Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't about you being enough. It wasn't about that. It was very hard not to think. It's hard to even conceive of why we shouldn't think that way. Like, it's hard to even wrap our heads around anything other than thinking that way. Yeah, but it's not your, it, it's not your, it was not your time. It was not his time to mature into the man that he needed to be. And it was, and it is not your place to mature him. That's okay. So, think about it like that. If so, we can't, if we can't think about it like that, then do we really owe giving our all 
at the stage we're at in our relationship, meaning like, don't act like a wife if you're a girlfriend. So, you know, and people mm-hmm. can say, well, what does that mean? There, there's meanings to being a wife versus being a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, then should we as women limit how we show up? Because if we're giving so much of us that that and but that man and I'm not saying lose yourself in that man, but I'm saying, you know, like do things that you could do if you knew for a fact that like he was going to stick with you and he was the one and so on and so forth. But if he's showing signs of immaturity and not not blossoming to his full potential with you, should you be holding back on doing all the right things for him? I mean, Uh, is that fair? No, because that shows you as being a virtuous woman. And I don't ever think you should not be right because somebody else isn't being but so yes i think that you should hold back no 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 so i think that you should hold back um because you can tell i'm pretty sure you guys have like some kind of meter that will let you know like uh uh-oh this nigga potential meter is going down you know what i mean like (laughs) whoever this nigga whoever i thought this nigga was gonna be is not who he's looking like right now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like you can tell that and so yeah i think that you should scale back on some things but uh in terms of being right um don't ever stop being right just stop doing certain things and it's not wrong to stop doing wifely things in a non uh uh marriage situation Oh yeah, being a wife hits different. Like there are things that I meet when we got married, I immediately turned on. Like I had turned them off because we had had our ups and downs while we were just dating. And I was like, gonna turn that shit off because I'm acting like a wife and I'm clearly not seen as anything close to that right now. This nigga finna lose a little bit of the perks of Candace right now. But as soon as I, you know, that years had gone by. And so then as soon as I had become a wife, it was like a switch turned on. And I was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And it wasn't like I was following some like Stepford wife type of, I don't operate like that. But I just knew I wanted to step up. It was like a spiritual awakening in me that was like, okay, it's time to step up and do more than you were doing, you know? And okay. So like, we got to kick it down then because there are people that are dating and that's sometimes people do the opposite where they date they have a kid and they're not a wife and not everyone aspires to be a wife but if you are a girlfriend and you are a wife i mean if you're a girlfriend but you are the mother of that man's child do you have to so now there's a different dynamic you are the mother of someone's child and you're still you're in a relationship with them so mm-hmm. Even though he may not have reached his full potential, you're still in a uh, what we may perceive as a committed relationship, an exclusive relationship. You got a kid together, or maybe you don't, but this is bringing up the Kiki Palmer situation that we talked about because he was like, but you a mother though. And the problem I had with that was that she was out having a good time probably with her girl. She had on the outfit that she had on. To me, it wasn't tasteless. It was cute. She a mom. She's trying to be be sexy still. And he had a problem with that. And I had a problem with that nigga because he was posting her twerking. He had posted her twerking in the camera, but you mad that she's turned up in a classy way at the Usher concert and he knows who she is so he's gonna serenade her perhaps out of the other people that were in his line of sight but you a mother though but you had said that as his as 
Darius' girlfriend, Kiki, should still respect his wishes as her man. As long so, as they're together, yeah. Like, I think she should take his opinion into consideration. I, I think that that should be in every relationship. Um, I don't I don't think that, like, if it was, you know, like, she, she should have taken... Now, firstly, he knew who she was. He know how she get down. Right. Um, that's probably what drew him to her. Exactly. So he can't say... That like she, uh, you know, she acting different or nothing like that because she wasn't. Right. She's been who she's been, and she's gonna continue being who she's being. And if you don't like that, then um, she will. But that's not to say that like um, you can't ask uh, somebody to change um, things about themselves that you don't like as long as they are willing to change them themselves. Uh, with you can ask them, but understand that they're gonna change it when they get ready. You know what I mean? And so as long as you're asking, but if you put it out there and you don't see the change, then you got to make a decision. Are you cool with them not changing or, you know, and you're willing to stay or are you not cool with them changing, even though you have voiced your opinion and then it might be time for you to split? You know I feel I mean? like, like you said, huh. and we discussed this. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say like, I can't stand it's like when Kanye married Kim Kardashian and then made her change the way she dressed and wore her hair like mm. I can't stand when niggas meet someone in the way that they desire them but then want them to change and I'm not talking about change their personality because the personality is different from the way that they dress you saw them the way that they dress and you right. approached them because of that that's a visual thing people right. are visual men are visual but right. then you a mother though you were okay with it while she was a mom too because i'm i want to say she he posted video of her twerking after she had had their son so, uh, now, i'm not saying that this makes any sense at all but i will give you i believe that the reason why he felt like that was okay because it was him and her so she was in his presence when she was doing it but she was twerking in front of him but and the so problem was that she wasn't twerking in front of usher she was just being serenaded and she was going along with it yeah. so she was more tasteful it i believe he was talking about her clothes but there was an underlying tone of jealousy and possession there yeah, i don't think course. it had nothing to do because my yeah of course you're gonna usher be is serenading your broad my yeah dude. know that you know who usher is you know who kiki is and you know you don't know you know you're a nobody been or could have been chemistry or anything like that and then the nigga is laying it on thick and you see how your uh your bm is dressed yeah of course he gonna be jealous what like there's no man that would not be jealous and and if the roles were reversed there is no woman that would not be jealous of the Nigga, same. I would have had respect if he would have been like, "Yeah, I was a little bit jealous. Like, I ain't gonna." Yeah, play he could have said that. He, I, nah, I wasn't feeling it because it's Usher. Like Usher, he might man, have a way yeah, about him. Men ain't gonna you say know, that. but I'm confident in me as a man. So he wasn't confident in himself as a man. No, so he was not. that's I can't stand when niggas lie on how they really feel. Be honest, but I'm gonna just put it out there. I have experienced that family before. When I worked at a certain location, I have encountered the Jacksons before. I will just leave it at that. I have encountered them in the past 10 years. I know how they move. I have experienced it for myself because I worked at a location where they 
came in. So I have actually experienced their personalities. I'll just leave it there. But getting back to this topic, um, I mean, we're still on it, but I, yeah, I wasn't feeling that. I felt like it was a cop out and it was a form of jealousy and possession. But do you think, do you think that, do you think that, okay, because I I guess what I'm saying is like, you were like, well, don't stop being a good woman for that man, even if he doesn't have potential. It's basically saying give more to him than he might be giving to you. That's how I'm taking it. uh, uh No, 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 no. I'm not saying. Um, to give more what I'm saying is whatever you feel is in your realm of goodness continue doing that so don't you don't basically don't compromise yourself to spite that nigga it's basically what I'm saying I don't think it's fighting I think it's like okay I'm gonna give what he gives you know no, I feel yeah, like that's what I'm saying like it's perfectly within your uh right to get I mean do what you want to do you know what I mean but like you know um I don't think that you should be out here um like if somebody's not treating you right instead of making it a point to not treat them right why not express that and then if they still don't change the behavior leave yeah like, it just why, feels why would you like... stay there and if, and that's what i mean by compromising yourself why would you stay there and then uh act in this you know act as less than yourself because that person that man uh is not giving you what you desire in a relationship i I just don't think that you should do that okay so do you feel like there should be like a level of accountability that it's like a maximum in a relation like a romantic relationship versus an actual romantic relationship that exists as a marriage so like do you feel like there should be accountability that there's a maximum accountability submission and dominance in uh, just a boyfriend girlfriend relationship versus that of a marriage. I mean, yeah, the level the levels certainly rise a great deal once you get into a marriage. Um, but in a uh, uh, a committed relationship, because a, a committed relationship is like a marriage light or or sh- like a marriage test essentially. Like, and so while you're not doing everything you would be doing in a marriage, um, you should be seeing how how they will act and respond to things that would be marriage-like. You know what I mean? And like, Mm -hmm. you know, like nurturing somebody and, you know, seeing how they react under times of stress. You know what I mean? Like seeing how much they'll support you when things don't go right. All of those things are things that happen and you expect in a marriage, but in a relationship, you're kind of testing to see where they fall with these things. And then if you do communicate to them the stuff that you do like, how do they respond to that? You communicate the stuff that they don't like. How do they respond to that? Like what uh-huh. makes them uh uh what makes them act uh differently towards you? You know what I mean? Are they you know, are they the type that get hangry? You know, like all of these different things like <laughs> well, you knew that about me. Well, yeah, but like, you know, all of these different things um are relate are should be the basis for a relationship. You should basically be information gathering to see if this person is the perfect husband or the perfect wife that's what you should be doing in a relationship and any and everything comes into play into that because once you guys get married now you are joined and everything that comes with that person comes with them 
Yeah, we're we and us when we're married. I feel like you have a right to maintain uh, in more like separateness and individual individuality in a boyfriend girlfriend. You still should have individuality in a marriage, but the everything else materialistic and otherwise is a culmination that becomes we and us. I feel like in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship. You are under no obligation, nor should you merge finances no. and all no. of that stuff. I, I feel like mm. you're doing too much too soon. I don't think that you should be necessarily cleaning up that man's place. You can help. But I just feel like there are certain things that you reserve for a marriage because at that point, it's like the saying goes, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? That may come they may, that may create complacency. Like, oh, she's doing everything. Why do I need to marry her? You know, and if this a real man, like he's gonna, if it's a man that believes in marriage, I'll say that because some people don't, and I don't want to demean them saying they're not real men. But like, if it's a man that truly believes in marriage and he's not playing games, he'll marry you even if you're doing all those things because he's seeing that you're doing them. But like you said, there's a potential for him not to have reached his. So you're doing all that stuff. I feel like accountability. I'll as a girlfriend, I'll listen to you and take it into out. As a girlfriend, I'll take it into consideration. As a wife, I'll listen. And that's, that's, all, we, and that's all you can ask for, right? It's like, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just well, as a, but it's like when he said, but you a mom though. And then, you know, it's like, I don't want yeah, you to Yeah, I mean, that. like that, come on now. Like that's his insecurity. Like if you know, you know, like that's his insecurity showing. It was very clearly, he was very clearly insecure about her being in the presence of Usher looking like that the nigga was insecure okay my nigga like you didn't have to say it we can say it for you like you know get your insecure ass out of here you know what i mean work on yourself or you know what i mean understand who you have and appreciate the fact that she can get she can get anybody but she chose you you know what yeah. i mean like that should give you some kind of confidence like nigga like she been out and then she been out moving around for a little bit she picked me yeah, exactly. Well, I, mean, I feel I got like to be somebody, you know what I mean? So I know. feel like as a I feel like as a girlfriend, I have more say so without your consent. Like if I want to spend my money, I'm gonna spend it. If yeah. I want to spend my money that I earned in a marriage, I have to consent with you. Like I used to have a problem working at Verizon when people like I have to check with my spouse. I'm like, man, why? But I being married, I understand it. Like it's a we thing and you always have that perspective once you shift your role and your status in your relationship like i do believe in asking you i'll ask you for stuff that i believe would be trivial but i still ask you because i feel like i owe that to you in our marriage i don't feel like as a girlfriend you gotta ask like okay if he doesn't like it then sure and you have to take some of that into account like why doesn't he like it is there a reason is he making sense of things i can't see um like when i was working at the warehouse and you were telling me dude was flirting with me i was like i don't but i had to hear what you were saying because i really didn't believe he was flirting with me i just could not see it and I mean, like then one of my co-workers did pretty much the same thing and you said it and i was like oh yeah that it's the same thing it's yeah i i'm not so what i'm not doing is being petty i'm just saying i couldn't no see no it. i know I'm i not. couldn't see it i was i wasn't saying that i couldn't see it for the sake of allowing him to continue flirting right it's not like i ch chose to not recognize it for whatever right, for the reason. sake of not recognizing yeah you recognized it because you recognized it i didn't because i give people the benefit of the doubt in terms of like yeah because he had a girlfriend and i was like i you know 
I'm just thinking everybody faithful when they're not. And I have evidence to support that. Well, a lot of people aren't faithful. But what I'm saying is like, I just, as a girlfriend, I chose even, you know, even before you, like, I just chose that at a certain point, like, I can't be completely a good girl. Like, you know, you said, be don't withhold goodness. I chose to do that because people were taking advantage of my goodness. And so at a certain point, I had to be cold. I had to be hardcore because the person that I naturally am, which is let me, to be. Uh, uh, let me say this. Um, as a good person for you to be good, it's going to happen. What's well, going to happen? People are going to take advantage of that goodness. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the person that I am naturally was like, well, you know, I'm ba- I I feel like, you know, I'm more balanced now. I, I probably was less balanced back then, but I've always been a good. I feel like I've always been a good partner in my relationships as a girlfriend. And that was just being taken advantage of. And I was like, I can't keep ex- doing the same thing, expecting uh different results like it's not that's not how this works people is going to see that and manipulate it and take advantage of it so as a girlfriend you know there's less accountability that's necessary but you know i think that in for sure in a marriage there should be a healthy balance of submission and dominance i think that we both owe it to each like just today i told you that you weren't going to do something i didn't ask you but it's for your benefit for your peace of mind for your sanity for your value i told you you're not like you said you was going to do something i said no but it was because i noticed that you're being taken advantage of so Mm -hmm. i said no and that would be looked at i was like oh damn she's telling her husband what to do you have to you have to understand that as a wife you have a, a a voice if you don't have a voice don't be married to him because you have a voice submission does not mean being voiceless yes it means that your man is the leader but you also can lead in your own way too and sometimes mm-hmm. that means telling your man like you've been doing too much today honey like take a nap mm-hmm. put that away so on and so forth like that's what it means so i just wanted to bring that home because i felt like i think people conflate and blend the responsibilities of marriage and relationships when every i think stage, you need to keep them separate you should be doing more and every stage you should be uh attempting more um yeah the relationship stage yep that's one thing and then once you go from the relationship stage then you're moving into the uh the engaged stage you know hopefully uh he'll take forever to propose you know what I mean? Um, and then after you move from that stage, after that is the uh, the marriage stage. And that that's the one. That's where you're trying to get to. So, Where do you think the status of like, and of course we can look up statistics, but I just want to have just intellectual dialogue without going all researchy. Like, where do you think the status of Black relationships are in terms of you hear, oh, well, the statistics show that Black people are married to Black people more than they say. But with the way we see things being shown and perceived, and obviously the media is intentional with how they portray things, but just overall with your experience in society, where do you think we are as a people in terms of love and marriage and relationships? I feel like we could be in a much better space. Um, and I feel like you can tell that we're not in... Uh, that great of a space because the art that we are creating reflects that. Um, 
back when everything was about love and about care and about respect and all of these other things you could definitely tell because the art uh because the art showed it you know what i mean like the art definitely showed us like oh okay yeah like these you know these artists are singing about love they're creating about love and all this other stuff nowadays like you don't hear too much of that you hear a lot more of um um do you hear a lot more of the uh everybody got a side chick everybody is busting people down everybody is doing that uh everybody is is doing all of these different things that are not talking about being in a committed relationship mm-hmm. and it's that's a testament to how the morale and the the mindset of people i mean and the people that are buying into it it only says that they agree or that they co you know obviously they co-sign it if they're willing to listen intently to the lyrics and sing them because we all listen to songs mindlessly but then if the majority of people are buying into it is it mindless or are they actually buying into it because they agree with what's being said a lot of times it's that they actually agree with what's being said they're not actually uh they they don't actually believe it (laughs) i mean they do believe it um they actually think that like they should have a main girl and a side chick you know what i mean or like they should be uh uh having this trying to find a rich nigga who is going to buy them a birkin bag or or three you know what i mean like that's that's pretty much what that is and um it's unfortunate because because of that uh people are not again reaching their greatest potential um people are not reaching their greatest potential and by them not reaching their greatest potential they are um leave leaving uh the person who they're supposed to be with without a mate yeah it's sad it's like the fat the trend is i'll take your man i'll f your man i'll scam that man i'll you know take your girl i don't care if you like one of the songs i don't give a f like (laughs) we've heard it trey songs one of our favorite artists you know admittedly uh is uh mr studio girl is his alias or whatever when he made his lat the uh one of his albums he talked about like yo i'm tired of oh yeah uh, playboy uh, yeah, he talked about that. Like, yo, I'm yeah. tired of Being living this lifestyle. Boy. Like, I really yeah. want somebody that I can settle down with, that I can yes. put and, yeah. and, you know, like, this isn't for everybody who, any, you know, people who don't want to be in relationship. Like, if you don't want to be in relationship, then clearly we ain't talking to y'all. You right. Know? Like, you know, and, and no harm, no foul. We ain't, we're not passing any judgment. The life you want to live is the life you're going to live. We have nothing to say. We are talking about the people who are talking to the people who want to be in relationship, who want to be in marriages and who are struggling with looking for and understanding what the opposite sex is thinking or experiencing or anything like that. You know what I mean? We're trying to give y'all everything that we can in that respect. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean... You know, the series is coming to an end, but we just wanted to really drive home conversations about Black love and, um, 
you know, I think that it's important that we talk about these things. I think a lot of times we talk about independence on both the male and female side. And I don't think we talk about love and specifically black love and how to nurture that in our community. So um, I'm not trying to buy into the whole month of love thing without talking about black history. But I think a lot of us already do that. I think the conversations need to try and are needed to try and strengthen our dynamics in our culture. You know, we talk a lot about black history. Everybody's talking about black history. What about the history of black love, where it was, where it is and where it's going? So, yeah. And that is the point of this. And also we are actively engaged in the things that we're talking about. Like, yep. We we represent black love. We represent, yep. you know, uh yep. black care. We represent uh autonomy and what it looks like to to be uh uh equal in a marriage and all of that other stuff. Like we you know what I mean? Like we we represent all that stuff. And so we're not speaking from a place of ignorance. We're speaking from a place of experience and hopefully um, that is coming across so that y'all can see that like, yo, like we're not, we're not saying this stuff to try and be, you know, uh, uh, judgmental towards you guys or anything like that. We are, we are actively, realistically trying to, uh, give you guys the game. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, we talked about that before and we was like, mm-hmm. yo, like if we ever got the chance, we would give up all the game to whoever yep. needed to hear it. Yeah. So the people around us or the people listening to us could make better decisions and trying to find relationships and eventually marriages. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, the women in my life and, you you know, the the women around me and the women around you even to have to deal with uh, the type of nigga that I was at one point. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, like you just don't, you don't want to see that. And I would refuse to allow that to be uh the case and so yeah i definitely um make sure that uh on these platforms and stuff like that like you know i'm glad that we had uh this series you know what i mean and we'll do more series and stuff and and this isn't the last like relationship topic that we'll right cover and all that other stuff we're going to talk about what we want to talk about but right we felt as though it was important to give you guys this Right. And um, I people might be like, well, they just got married. Who are they to? First and foremost, we've been together almost 10 years. And that is literally what a marriage is, is being together for a long time, whether you started off being together for a long time and then getting married or getting married. And then that becomes a long time. We have history with one another and we got married in the midst of that and so we have relationship experience both you know before each other and obviously with each other now and forever so we have the authority to talk about this and as we grow in our marriage we can talk to that even more but I feel like people put so much on marriage like you have to have skin in the game to talk about it it's a relationship that is a covenant under God if you are in a relationship that is a or or if you're married that is a relationship so there's just responsibilities in a marriage that aren't done in a relationship but a marriage is a relationship too i don't know why people act like it ain't they say marriage is hard but it's a relationship it's it's another relationship so relationships are hard and we're just trying to 
maybe not simplify, but maybe try and express the way in which we as Black millennials navigate this and how, you know, we met and how we make it work for us. And it's obviously not going to work for everybody, but there's not enough talk. As millennials, a lot of people just feel like they give up on marriages and relationships and they want their independence and promiscuity and no commitment and taking other people's you can't take anybody, but, you know, scheming on other people's man or woman and right. being uh, side pieces and cheating. That's not our goal for our we want healthy relationships in our community. Y'all other niggas and other races do what you want. But we su- we support love and commitment and fidelity for everybody, Absolutely. but especially us. So Absolutely. that's why telling somebody that, oh, they haven't been married long enough to speak on that, like. Just don't even fix your lips to say that about this episode or any episode that we do because we've been together for a long time. We've grown. And so we have experience in relationships in general. Yeah. So, period. Black fact. Real, real nice and sweet. The creator of Black History Month. You know who that was? No. Carter G. Woodson. I didn't know it either, so don't don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that nigga. I don't. Um, Carter G. Woodson, referred to as the father of Black History, he was the second African American to graduate from Harvard with a doctorate degree. And is credited mm. with being one of the first scholars to study and research the history of African-Americans. Okay, so you're wondering, if I said he's the second, who is the, the first, first black man, right? Okay, mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and give you this too. Richard Theodore Greener. My word. What is up with this nigga name? That's a the- really astute name. I like that name. That nigga sounds like, like he's he somebody. First, he was the first black man to graduate from uh, Harvard University. So, Hell yeah! Shout out Harvard, uh, having the first black man. To, hell yeah! So, yeah. I tried to tie mine into the conversation. Do you know where jumping the broom comes from? No. Do you think that we started it, or white people, or someone else? We did. You feel like we started? Man, we really? Yeah, we innovative. Yeah. Yeah, we are. So. One, jumping the broom was something that we actually did uh, as a essentially like a ritual because we weren't even allowed to be married as enslaved people. So we were denied citizenship, which is wild because they brought us here. That's really weird. Um, And so they weren't allowed to marry. And so black people had like small wedding ceremonies and it was a ritual that 
it was like either waving the broom over the couple's head or they jumped over it. And it was actually a custom that was believed to have come from West Africa. So where we're from, when we looked up our DNA. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on top of that, in the 1800s, we became the people with the highest marriage rates than white Americans and it started in 1890 and it held steady until the 1960s. Wow. So that should be, yes, that should be, shout out to Essence.com. I believe this was done in 2017. We actually need to allow that to be our glimmer of hope for the way we saw so much pride and took so much pride in making our unions legal Mm. um, because of generations not being able to do so. So that is my black back. My two black bags. So if you are looking for a written and video platform that is all encompassing, uh, it has culture, music, sports, politics, all of that stuff, all in one place. I really need you to fly on over to a kingsvibes.com. Check it out. Subscribe, comment, share, uh, like, whatever else comes with doing a um, uh, a website. I really need you guys to go over and do that. Check it out. And then also Solstice is coming. Yep. Solstice is coming. Be ready. So I am the owner and creator of Thoroughbred Wellness Enterprises, which is an umbrella establishment of overall self-improvement and healing. I am a certified personal trainer and I'm working towards getting my nutrition coach certification, but my business is so much more than just making you move and sweat. My passion is to help people, particularly women of color, especially black women who think they're too busy to dedicate time to their wellness or just don't know where to start. I've come across even bank branch managers who oversee multiple locations and they're completely overwhelmed, tired, and who didn't realize how simple incremental changes in their lifestyles could make their days easier and more balanced until I spoke with them. I showed them how they can give back some of that busy time to themselves and in turn no longer just being quote unquote okay, but feeling and being better and experiencing vitality. I also have, and this is so personal for me, a huge soft spot for women who struggle with this daily overwhelm while also dealing with mental wellness struggles that might be triggered by hormonal imbalance because that's been me for a few years for quite a while. I've learned to tremendously accelerate the healing of my mind and just myself in the past and on my current journey through overall wellness practices. And I did this through the culmination of a complete lifestyle overhaul and transformation. And I just want to help others the same way I've helped myself and I'm currently helping myself. I do believe that God gifted us with longevity and I believe I've been purposed to help us optimize that. So if you believe your mind, body, and spirit can benefit from any of these things that I've told you that I love and I'm 
passionate about, please go to thoroughbredvitality.com. That is T-H-O-R-O-U-G-H-B-R-E-D-V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y.com. Check out some of my programs and services, including some that I'm still expanding on. I'm always adding new content and schedule a free, free consultation with me. See how I can best serve you and potentially be not just your coach, but also your cheerleader from anywhere in the world.